You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. Oh, shit, that's hot. This is Total Talk. <laughs> Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 315, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 315. Yes. I'm so flustered. Why are you flustered? Because of the. Know. We worked on the audio oh, for 30 God. minutes. Yeah. And then when you finally cranked it up, it's still too yeah. hot. It's too hot. See, it's that kind of attention to detail that makes you producer of the year nominee. That's what I'm nominee. saying, John. <laughs> right on. Nominee. Nominee. Exactly. Who knows? You may have won. We haven't kept track of that yeah. thing in a long time. That's right. But I think if you did win, somebody would tell us, right? Somebody. 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 John, I'd like to start out yeah. with an apology. Oh. You know, last show I apologized for even suggesting that Trump couldn't be worse than the W. Uh, and in the first two weeks of his presidency, he's proven that if it, it lasts eight years, it's going to be the worst thing that's ever happened in the entire history of the world. This week, I have to apologize yeah. because, um, I don't know if you remember this, I will digress and, and reflect, but when we do the show, we always pour ourselves a nice portion of whiskey. At least I do. Yeah, right. And I, I pour some for you as well. Yeah. And that usually holds me over for the entire two or three hours, right. however long we, we go. Two or three. But last week we had um, the the clear vodka from the, uh, not vodka, the clear whiskey from yeah. the Chicago. Koval. Koval. And I had to try some. It's rye. White. Dis- white white rye. rye. Yeah. And I didn't really enjoy it, but I drank it anyway. <laughs> And I got a little bit too inebriated, John. And no, I, I think I you even, were fine. I think I even mentioned that. I said, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I need to apologize right now. I apologize. Did I apologize at the time? I can't remember. But I need to apologize because uh, after I listened to it, to index a little bit of it, I was way out of hand with the fucks. The fucks annoyed me. <laughs> they even annoyed they you? They even annoyed me. I get annoyed when people say like, like all the time. That's why I can't watch The Bachelor. Have you tried to watch The Bachelor, John? No, Everyone, I can't well, watch. There's two different things with the women on The Bachelor. One is they all say like inappropriately. So you'll hear ten likes in one sentence. It's, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It makes my mind melt. <laughs> it's, it's, it's. it's <laughs> And then the other thing is they have uh, what's called vocal fry. Have you ever heard of this? No, I'm not vocal stupid. fry. <laughs> the rest of the world is stupid, and yeah. so are you. It's where it's when they all t- they drag out their words. Oh, so yeah. like, I I really think Nick like is really like a great like guy, <laughs> but like I. I'm not sure if he's into me or not, and I'm like, I'm getting really nervous. <laughs> Those two things aggravate the shit out of me. And uh, I'm listening to this podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, it's called Rationally Speaking. So I'm trying to catch up on all the episodes I missed. Uh, Mazamo Pialucci left the podcast. No, and he left it up to this woman I who don't was know his who co-host. They are. 
And the woman says, um, all the time. Um, and she's very intellectual. She's very bright. She has PhDs. But when she speaks, she says, um, every fucking other word. And it drives me insane. So I'm listening back to 314 during the Trump stuff. After the, you know, the alcohol really kicked in. Yeah. And I'm fuck this, fuck that, fuck every way you can use fuck, I'm using it. And it even aggravated me. <laughs> so I would just like to apologize to everybody. That was, I will try to be more conscious of that. Uh, and when we went over to Duvo's uh, the last time, or were you there with me? Yeah. Uh, Barb uh, mentioned that, hey, you say that word too much, and it makes me think less of you because I use that word. Now, I don't necessarily believe that at all. In fact, there's studies that say that uh, people who do use that word are yeah, a little bit they're more... they're smart. Yeah, they're a little bit more in tune with what's going on. Uh, but it's her house, you know, so I, I treat it like I'm going to public school, you know, to meet at, at a parent-teacher's conference or something. Uh, but I, I was a little overboard with the F, F word uh, in 314. <laughs> so I just want to apologize for that. And and I, I, I can't guarantee it won't happen again, but I'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. How about that, John? You know, because I, I may have a future in politics. Yeah. I mean, if Trump yeah. could be elected president. Uh, right. <laughs> Every, who anybody, can't? Right. right. Who can't? And, right, and imagine... Years ago when Clinton was running, I did not inhale. That was like the big deal, right? Right. Well, th- it was that, and it was, I did not have sexual well, relations that was later. with that, that was woman. A second, uh, that was the second one. <laughs> yeah, that was the second. Uh, that but, was when he was But, but let's put it in perspective. Even that, that was an impeachment, right? Yeah. They were trying yeah. to impeach him. Over having consensual right. sex in the Oval Office with somebody who wasn't his wife. And now think about what's going on today. Yeah. Yeah. Let that sink in. Sink it in, baby. All right. Yeah. So I we got that out. of. And, you know, the other thing is, yeah. uh, and we'll get to Trump later, uh, but... I texted you earlier this week, and I and I was really upset that we didn't. When Trump got elected, the day he got elected, we should have quit our jobs, and we should have done podcasting like four hours yeah. a day, and we would have had enough material. Four hours a day, every day, leading up to now and in the future, and because this is history, dude. This is, and, and everything, you know, you can make an argument that every day is history, but not like this. This is history. Uh, it's like Michael Jordan when he was in Chicago, the greatest NBA player ever, and he's playing in Chicago, he wins six championships. That's history. That's on one end of the spectrum. And now we have infamous history on the other end of the spectrum. Right. But it's presidential. It's, it's, at, that, it's at that level. The most miserable, awful administration in the history of American politics is happening right now and we didn't podcast every day about it. No. If we did <laughs> we'd be in the fucking Library of Con- Congress at some point. Congress. Congress, yeah. 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 The Library of Congress. The Congress. Yeah, you think so? We could 
So oh, no doubt. We could sell this podcast so we can. No doubt. You know, it, because. Can, uh, I don't know if we could sell it. Who monetize knows? Monetize it somehow? Potentially at some point because our analysis. And it's so good. Well, it's, it's it's right on. I don't know if it's right on. I don't know if it's good, but it is from a perspective that there's not a, a lot of analysis from, and that's from an atheist perspective. So that makes us rare. But, you know, I have trouble speaking, but I think the things that we talk about are, are quality things. Like, it's quality content. Yeah. And if we Relevant. did this every day... <laughs> if we quit our jobs and we did this every day since he became president, my wife would kill me. Oh yeah, we wouldn't survive our marriages. No, but hey, this is hey. history, yeah. dude. History, history. This is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And I man. even remember talking about well, if, if Trump does get elected, it's going to be entertaining. About, I remember you saying you were going to vote for Trump if it was. Hillary against Trump because it's about character, John. Character. I, I, she, her I, character. Yeah, I'm no, going to find the tape. You find that tape. Yeah. Because, and maybe it's it's my fault because I didn't communicate it pro- properly. And, and I'm, <laughs> that's happened before. Tetanus for anybody. Um, but what I was conveying is, um, that that may be a possibility. It would be a possibility. But we kept talking about it. And Possibilities. We kept... Yeah, so this was like early on. Yeah. Early on. And you're and... like, it's a, it's about character, man. Her character. And I kept thinking, well, his is, his is terrible. I mean, the way he treats people and... But I didn't know I, I that information get... at the time. I was ignorant about Trump at the time. And what appealed to me about him was he didn't take campaign contributions so he wasn't yeah he wasn't beholden to anybody and then we found out well he's beholden to putin it would seem is that a correct term beholden yeah okay good so my grammar's still intact and my vocabulary for now for now have another drink (laughs) (laughs) for now well you did have me mix stuff yeah i poured my glamorangine like hey here get rid of this bush yeah get rid of that yeah, and, and by the way, take this with you. <laughs> take the whole bottle. Yeah, enjoy yeah. it. So you don't have to. So you can refill whenever you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I would be very interested in in you finding that clip. Yeah. And if you're going to go look for that clip, go right. look for the clip where we predicted that Roger Clemens was on steroids before. Oh, jeez. It came out that he was on steroids. Because <laughs> there is some value to listening to us. We are predictors of the future, John. Right. And I made a, a prediction last show that in six months, Trump would have a mental breakdown or he would be impeachment proceedings would be occurring. And by the way, three hours ago, Trump's top choice for national security advisor just said no to the job. Wouldn't you say no? Who would say oh, yes? Yeah, I know. Yes. And judges, a judge orders uh, Trump's EPA pick to turn over more than 3,000 emails with fossil fuel companies that the night before his confirmation. I mean, oh, okay, I get it. You, Trump is doing exactly, I guess he's doing exactly what people expect or that, that voted for him maybe to 
uh, fuck everything up? I don't know. I well, that's one theory. So you know, he he's doing exactly what they wanted, which was just a wreck government. Right. That's one theory to to take the whole thing down, and I don't. I really don't know what that would accomplish. I think that we need to keep evolving, right? Yeah. I don't think we need to dismantle it and start over. No. Because what would we start over with? Uh, socialism? Communism? Would it be a democracy? It wouldn't be a democracy. I mean, today he read off a list of all of his executive orders to say, look at how busy we've been. But they're like mediocre. They're not. They're like, poorly written. They're, yeah, poorly, they're poorly thought poorly. out. <laughs> There's, there, there's no thought whatsoever about the ramifications of what he's suggesting. And, and it's because everybody's fucking incompetent. Everybody. And they have n- none of these people have government yeah, experience. Yeah, there's no center of gravity in, in that administration. It's all over the place. There's I mean, nothing. even today he was going on about, again, reflecting back to. Uh, winning the election by what he deems is the most um, landslide elect- landslide electoral votes in history since uh, Reagan or but something. But that's like not that. true. It's Again, not true. it's not true. So, and but here's a guy who who blatantly lies, or, and we don't know if it's a lie because I would I would uh, defend Donald Trump here. I would say he's so mentally incapacitated. That he has no fucking idea well, that's what, what he reality said. He is. He came back and he said, well, to be fair, somebody wrote this for me and I'm just reading from it. I don't know. I've heard that too. And then he he actually Oh, was because pretty, somebody challenged him yeah, on it? Yeah, somebody challenged him and said, How, why should we trust anything that you say if you're going to say that you won this, this unbelievable victory... Uh, by 300, you won uh, 306 electoral college votes, and it's the the most ever since Reagan. When that's false, I mean, uh, you know, he came back with some other figures. Like Obama won the first election by 360, the second one by 330 or something like that, and uh, George H.W. Bush by 300. 13, and then Trump backs, backs off and says, well, I, yeah, I've read that. I've, I've heard that. Um, hey, I'm just reading. I'm just reading this here. And the guy's, well, like, why, why should we trust anything you say? If what you're saying is complete bullshit, and then you say, well, everybody else is lying but me, and then you lie. <laughs> right. And he goes, and then you blame it on somebody else. Because you're, you can't even inform yourself. You rely on some other dumb shit in your administration to hand you a piece of paper, who you probably should fire as soon as you're done with this press conference, because they they made you look like a fucking idiot well, on national it, TV. And it's it's, but he he doesn't. I don't even think he perceives that. I don't even think he perceives that he looked like an idiot on TV. Uh, and. I guess what's becoming more clear to me, and I can't quantify it yet, but what's becoming more clear is that Steve Bannon is actually running the show. And, and I think it, it's back to the story I read where the executive order, one of the executive orders he signed, he had no fucking idea what he was signing. And yeah. somebody suggested, well, 
somebody should put a, a presidential resignation in front of him. Right. And have him sign that and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, how go. easy would that be? Sign this. Yeah, sign and this. And then he could turn it around and show everybody. And there's a whole there's a whole uh, Reddit subreddit Just about people who believe that Trump can't even fucking read. I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne. <laughs> That's right, Trump. Dwayne. Dwayne. All right, so uh, I wanted to get into Trump later, but let's since we're talking Trump, and how could you not talk yeah. about it? I mean, it's like I said, it's historical. It's something like we don't we've have any never anecdotal. seen before. We don't have any stories about our weeks or anything. We'll get to that. But it's not important <laughs> right now. Well, here, I have a story. Uh, and uh, when Nixon went through Watergate, I was six or eight years old, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't really know what was going on, but I do remember I am not a crook. And I remember Nixon saying that if the president does it, it's not a crime. Like, the president right. is above the law. And he ended up resigning before he was impeached. Um, and I do remember watching the debates, and I can't remember who Nixon was debating. Uh, but I watched, I sat up and watched the debates. My mom came home from work, and I said, you need to vote for Nixon. I remember that. I don't know why. But for whatever reason, Nixon came across in this one debate that I watched stronger than whoever. I can't right. even remember who he's running against. I was like six. Um, but so we lived through Watergate, right? And Watergate, you know, for people who don't know, because we have international listeners, John. Yeah. Nixon broke into. I, I don't even know if he was Republican or Democrat. What, what was he? Republican. So he's a Republican. He broke into the Democratic National Convention headquarters to steal files, right? Is that yeah? basically at a very high level yeah. what, what it was? And then he tried to cover it up. And he got impeached for that. Now, if you compare that with what... Now, apparently, <laughs> it's okay for Russians to do it in WikiLeaks. And Trump's okay with WikiLeaks, but he's not okay with... Uh, administration leaks. <laughs> right, his own administration. Yeah. Who he blames on the holdovers yeah. from Obama. But if you compare what Nixon did, and again, uh, technology's changed, and, and that's the really interesting thing to me, is we didn't have smartphones, we didn't have the interwebs, we didn't have any of that shit. Nixon had to actually fucking break into a room. Wiretap and everything, and, yeah. And uh, open files and get paper you know, for yeah. whatever reason. I don't even know what he was trying to accomplish. But now, it's very similar to Watergate, well, except the well, Russians they, they are doing it. They tapped the phones. So that, that was like the most technological right. thing they did was using, uh, you know, uh, spy equipment to tap their phones. And so there are some parallels with Watergate with Trump, uh, except it's the Russians who are hacking the DNC. They released the information right before the election to give Trump. Uh, and really, the, the electoral vote came down to 77,000, a difference of 77,000 people in those states that, yeah. that went Trump that, that everybody was predicting to go Hillary. Hillary won the 
overall vote by 3 million plus fucking votes. Which, John, I don't know if you know this, Donald Trump says those are all voted by illegal voters. Right. Which Kellyanne Conway uh, uh, backed off and said, no, what he meant was they're not, they didn't illegally vote. They, those were illegal voter rolls. What's I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that fucking they, means. They illegally registered to vote. So they weren't American citizens. They illegally registered to vote, so those are illegal votes. Now, he says he has evidence, and he says he's going to give us the evidence, like he said he was going to show his tax returns. That's never going to fucking happen. You know why, John? Because there is no fucking evidence. Right. It's another delusion in his head that he repeats. I mean, this is so unbelievably awful. And I'm trying to, is it entertaining in any way? Is it entertaining in any way? No, it's no. not. It, I, mean, I mean, at least the W was funny. Like, yeah. the shit he said was so funny and off the wall. The internets. But the I shit, use the Google. Yeah, because the W was like, uh, and we've talked about and, this. And he would at least say different stuff. Stuff. Trump regurgitates the same shit over and over. Even when it's proven yeah, that it's, it's a bullshit. Same over and over. And it's all about him. Like the Debbie had never was like this narcissist. He never uh, had this bravado, this false bravado. Uh, and it's somebody that you and I said, yeah, we can have a, a beer with the W. I mean, yeah, the guy he was be- a... He believes his shit. A frat guy. He was on coke for 20 years. He's got great... He's probably has great coke stories. <laughs> we could have a beer with him. Trump is just repulsive. Yeah. He just repulses Sickening. me. And the shit that he says the way is he terrifying. Hands. The way he shook oh, hands where with he the like Japanese. pulls people yeah. in? It's weird. I would, if he did that shit to me, I'd I would fucking sock him right. in the mouth. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. The, you, when you shake hands, and I, I get this, right? You shake hands and you want to make a, uh, you want to be positive. You want to be a firm handshake and you want to look the person in the eye. Yeah. That's it. You can stop there. But this jerking people <laughs> into him. That is the weirdest fucking thing I've yeah. ever seen. And that Japanese dude was like, he that happened to him, and he was like, what? what and he rolled fuck? his eyes like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? I mean, he's mentally unstable, and he's physically, it, it, it manifests itself physically that he's unstable. Like, if you didn't talk to him, if you didn't know him, and if you just went and shook his hand and he pulled you toward him, you'd be like, whoa, something's wrong with this motherfucking guy. Did you see the the um, Justin Trudeau handshake? No, I didn't so see that. He shook his hand earlier, and then they had their sit down. They were sitting in like the same kind of chair, you know, the where the chairs for an interview they kind of face each other a little bit. And he holds his hand out. Trump holds his hand out to shake it, and they got a still photograph of. Justin Trudeau looking down at his hand like, where's the Purell? Can I get some hand sanitizer before I touch this motherfucker? I mean, he's just, he just looks at his hand, and then he shakes it. He well, takes a minute and, like, 
What? We talked a little bit about this last week about um, his character. And he's such a sleazy, creepy fucking guy that that I think that's where Justin Trudeau is coming from. It's like, uh, I, I have to do this because this is part of my job and I have to. But ugh, this is, you know, this is skeeving me out. Yeah. The one thing I did see, though, was a bunch of pictures of Ivanka Trump. Looking at Justin Tarot like, oh my God, I can't wait to get him into bed. Did you see those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh. Oh, Justin. Oh my God. And the thing about pictures is it's a, it's just a snapshot of, um, and now I, I'm assuming that everything is video and they can pull out these, these frames to, yeah. to make a story, right? Yeah. But who knows? The pictures I saw, she looked infatuated like, with oh this guy. Oh, God. Right. It's weird, man. I'm looking at a video right now of like 10 handshakes that he's given. He's just so revolting to me. Revolting? Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? Revolting. Re- um. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's it. Revolting. All right, so we need to cover the Russia shit, right? So, yeah. All right, uh, so I have the CNN article. Hey, and man. That's, that's fake news, hey, according to Trump. It's yeah. fake news, and the you got to stop the hysteria, Scott. Yes. That's too much hysteria. We'll get Let's to that. Let's wait till there's proof. We're going to get to... We're going to get to Trump's... Um, you're you're going to start a Cold War, man. Oh, Look I'm going to start a Cold War? Yeah. Didn't Trump in his... Yeah. We'll get to it later, yeah, but didn't he say today, ah, oh, nuclear, it's going to go nuclear. And let me tell yeah, you, he said, it's yeah. going to be the worst Holocaust ever, this nuclear thing yeah. that happens. Why would you even fucking... He's a crazy person, He's man. insane. Insane. All right. So here's a quick rundown, a very high-level summary. And we talked about this a little bit. We didn't get into the detail, but we said, we talked about Russia, and the circumstantial evidence at the time, and this was two weeks ago, is over-fucking-whelming. It's overwhelming, the circumstantial evidence. And now, intelligence agencies are starting to leak this stuff, and it's becoming very apparent. And that's what happens. Uh, Morning Joe said, hey, if you start making enemies with Washington... And the CIA, they're going to come back and bite you in the ass. Because it's not like a business where you're the boss and and you could. Oh. If you. uh, Sorry. Let me stop that. (laughs) Um, What was I saying? (laughs) (laughs) I had a moment like that last show. I was talking and talking. I was leading up to this really important thing, and I'm like, what was I talking about? Oh, my God. Hey, dude. <laughs> We're getting older, right? Ugh. And, you know, I I think about my short-term memory problems that I'm experiencing as I get older. Yeah. They, they are nothing compared to Trump. Oh. Like, Trump's has, he has no short or long-term memory yeah. at all anymore. He talks about the inauguration crowd again and again and again. He talks about these things over and over, which have been proven that he's full of shit. But he keeps talking about them because he has no short-term memory. 
None. And we talked about it last week. He 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 receives information, and there's minimal processing. Minimal. Minimal. And then he starts talking, and it's a fucking disaster. Every time he opens his mouth, it's a disaster. We need somebody who still supports Trump. We need to talk to them. Would they come on our show? Would they do that? That's a good question. Because I really want to know what what the fuck is going on. All right, quick Russian rundown. May nineteenth. Russian rundown. Russian rundown. May nineteenth. Trump, now the presumptive GOP nominee, gives Manafort a promotion. Campaign chairman, chief strategist, chief strategist. After Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski is abruptly fired, Manafort emerges as Trump's top campaign official. June 20th. On June, I'm sorry, July 27th. As the Republican nominee for president, Trump publicly calls on Russia to hack Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton's private emails. All right, that's July 27th. I'm not sure when the WikiLeaks came out, but what this suggests to me is that Russia told him we have the DNC emails. Yeah. You see what I'm saying there, yeah. John? Because Trump's not smart enough to call. Well, it's not a smart thing to publicly call for Russia to hack the Democratic Convention yeah. or, or uh, National whatever committee. But. He's dumb enough that he would get a call from somebody in Putin's organization saying, hey, we got Democratic emails right? because well, we hacked that, them. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, what are the chances? This isn't like a, a 9-11 conspiracy, what's right? What's the probability, yeah, John? Yeah, what's the probability? What's the probability? If we think about probability, what is the probability that Trump got elected? Now, the polls were saying 85% chance that Hillary would get elected. So the probability was 15%. So that's like having a, a die, a, a die, a dice, dice. Is die plural? Dice is singular? Die. You could say die. Is die singular? No. Oh. Yeah. Dice. Dice. Yeah. Dice. All right. So I'm going to have one of these goddamn things, right? A die. And, I, <laughs> and I'm going to roll it. It's a 15% probability that it's going to come up one, right? Yeah. So everybody was thinking, oh, Hillary's going to win. She's going to win. I thought Hillary's going to win. I was fucking shocked at four in the morning when it said Trump was president. But you roll the dice. And it comes up one, 15% of the time, Trump won. So we're talking about probabilities, right? And so when we think about the probability that Trusha, Trusha? Yeah, Trusha. Trump is in bed with Russia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Treason's greetings. <laughs> I think the probability is, is gaining momentum here. Let me continue, John. August 14th, New York Times reports that $12 million in secret cash payments earmarked for Manafort from a pro-Russian political party in the U- Ukraine. Yeah. Now, hold on. Ukraine is a, they're in a war with Russia right now, right? Is that true? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I thought, it's the Baltics or 
Cri- I hear Crimea. Crimea? Cri- Crimea. Crimea. But I thought they uh, were in war with Ukraine as well. No? All right. Moving on. August 15th, Manafort denies having received payments from Ukraine and Russia, writing, The suggestion that I accepted cash payments is unfounded, silly, and nonsensical. Who does that sound like, John? August 18th, (laughs) Manafort tells NBC News he's never had a business relationship with a Ukrainian oligarch. August 19th, CNN reports the FBI and Justice Department prosecutors are conducting an investigation into possible U.S. ties to alleged corruption of the former pro-Russian president of Ukraine, including the work of Manicourt's firm. Like the very fucking next day, they're conducting an investigation into him and his Russian ties, and the day before he said... He's never had business with Ukraine. The same day, Manafort resigns his position on the Trump campaign. Interesting, isn't it, John? Yeah. August 7th, the U.S. intelligence community publicly blames Russia for electronically related email hacks. We believe, based on the scope and sensitivity of these efforts, that only Russia's senior most officials could have authorized these activities. You know what that means, John? I'm going to translate. That means Putin said, do this. November 18th, Trump and President-elect appoints Flynn as his national security advisor. The appointment raises concerns as the retired lieutenant general has a history of making controversial anti-Muslim remarks. Concerns? Well, yeah, we're concerned, but Trump, hey, join the party. We're anti-Muslim. And is accused of mishandling classified information. Welcome to the party, pal. Flynn was fired from his role as the Director of Defense Intelligence in 2014 by Obama administration over claims he was a poor manager. Oh, my bad. There is a renewed conflict in uh... Ukraine. Yeah. Yes. December 1st, CNN reports that Manafort has reemerged in Trump's orbit as a player shaping the new administration during the presidential transition period. So Trump fired him, but now he's back. Why would he be back? I don't know. December 19th, Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak and Flynn have a conversation in the wake of the shooting of a Russian ambassador to Turkey, in which Flynn expressed condolences. The call took place on December 19th. December 25th, Kislak, Kisliak and Flynn exchange holiday pleasantries by a text message on Christmas, according to multiple transition officials. December 8th, I'm sorry, December 28th, the Russian ambassador texts Flynn according to transition official. We don't know what the text was. December 19th, I'm sorry, December 29th. Why can't I fucking read? The Obama administration announces new sanctions against Russia and the expulsion of 35 of its diplomats over the country's alleged interference in the 2016 U.S. election. Flynn and Kislyak speak several times, five times, on the phone that day, reportedly discussing sanctions. December 29th. 
December 30th. Treason's greetings. Russian President Putin says Moscow would not expel American diplomats, which they would historically do, in response to U.S. sanctions against Russia and would instead attempt to rebuild relations with Washington after the Trump inauguration. Trump tweets praise of Putin's move. Praise. Yeah. Now, Putin, do we have to get into Putin? Former KGB. Does everybody yeah. know about Putin? Yeah. Everybody knows about Putin, right? Yeah. Like he assassinates people. Yep. Kills them. But according to Trump, you know, well, we've done bad things too. Well, on Trump's uh, uh, defending Trump, uh, which I'd never thought I'd say, but defending Trump, yeah, we've done a bunch of shitty things, right? Yeah. Uh, but not a, not a moral equivalence of an actual assassinating our own people, like an imprisoning. Right, never media. our own people, and never we'll imprisoning. We'll go out and assassinate yes, somebody we'll, else. We'll overthrow uh, other governments. And we'll put puppets. Yes, and we'll put puppets in, in there, and, yeah. and we'll try, and it always fails miserably. Yeah. So I don't know why that's still like a foreign policy idea. And if you think about it, Putin, if if all of this, although these allegations are true, which I can't see how they aren't based on the circumstantial evidence, Putin put a puppet in as president without doing anything, without invading any country, without overthrowing any government. He put a puppet, and the puppet is Trump. By, um, it's a new age, John. Computer age. Yeah. It's unbelievable to me. Well, all I know is, like, there are sanctions, and there's, like, thousands of acres of oil fields that are being leased by Exxon, and they can't be drilled because of the sanctions. So there's a benefit there for Rex Tillerson, who... Work lifelong employee at Exxon to make that happen. On the other hand, Putin wants to get in to the Ukraine and pretty much take it over. Do they have oil reserves and, there? Is that why he wants to get in? I don't know or why. Is it about something I don't know. else? I haven't read enough about it. I mean, I'm so far behind on that shit. But it seems that he wants to get in there. And he knows the only people that could keep him out are NATO. And Trump constantly is talking about um, dismantling dismantling NATO NATO and not supporting them because they're not paying their bills. Right. So if they pay their bills, we'll be there. But if you don't pay your bills, we're out. All right. So continuing. January 13th, Trump spokesman Sean Spencer Spicer says Flynn's calls to Klyasiak, whatever, focused on logistics of connecting Trump with Putin. The call centered around logistics of setting up this call. That was it, plain and simple. So, okay, then why lie to Pence? And why lie to Spicer? Yeah, why not just say, oh, yeah, I had call. I, I called these guys. Here's why. I acted on my own. Nobody told me to do it, but I was thinking, you know, since I'm going to be the guy, I better start making some calls now. January 15th, Spicer confirms Flynn and Kalasiak 
have been in communication, but U.S. Vice President Mike Pence tells CBS the two men did not talk about sanctions. Yeah. So they, they did not discuss anything having to do with the United States' decision to expel diplomats or impose censure against Russia. So they put Pence out there to look like some big dummy. Well, he's already a big no, fucking dummy. Knowing already that that the CIA is listening to phone calls, looking at texts. No, no, no. And, I think you're giving them too much credit. You think so? I, I think, you know, and it goes back to this. You think I they're see, that arrogant? That I they think they're think, that yeah, arrogant and they're that fucking nobody's inept. gonna right. nobody's gonna say anything about this because I'm a every once I won in a by while three oh six man. I run across an article that says Trump is the master manipulator, this or that, the other thing, and they it's like when you Hemingway is a is considered a great author because the way he wrote you can interpret it twenty fucking different ways. And that's why he's a popular in English, English literature classes. Yeah. People are trying to figure out Trump. And one of the angles is he's a mastermind. I'm going to tell all you people now that think that that is not the case. You're looking at this reflectively and you're trying to, to mold this mastermind thing. That is not the case at all. He's totally fucking incompetent. And whatever is driving you is trying to make you think that there's something going on there. I'm telling you now, there's nothing going on in his head. There is nothing fucking going on in, in his head other than himself. I don't know. I, I think other than himself. I think he's clever enough to... I do not. I, I do. completely disagree with you there, John. Here's, what, here's where I think he's clever. He was able to use the media... It basically, he, he took the media and said, yeah, I'll go on any show you want, and I'll talk my bullshit, and I'll talk over you, and I'll gaslight you, and I will get billions of dollars of free advertisement for my campaign. Here's here's where I think and you're I'll, wrong. I'll filibuster every question you, you ask me with here's, complete nonsensical answers. Right. And here's where I think you're wrong because uh, you're looking back and, and you're trying to figure out why there's got to be something to this guy. There's got to be something. I mean, the guy was elected fucking president, right? Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. He may have gone on every TV show and every news thing that he could, and that was to promote him, Trump, the brand Trump, to make money from Trump brand. Yeah. And political aspirations did he really think he was going to be president i think there's no way he thought he was going to be president and now that he is president he has no fucking idea what to do well yeah, okay you might be right about that yeah so and it's hard for me to to articulate but i it's so you you're thinking he's like how the fuck did they Vote for me. I mean, right. all the shit I said and did. When I was in Europe for like four weeks, uh, the only um, TV that they had there that I could understand was South Park. And South Park did this whole thing about Trump as a president-elect. And South Park's take on it was, I don't want to be president you know, like for example, he's he's getting more and more. He's gonna. He knows he's gonna be the GOP candidate, but he really doesn't want that. All he wanted to do was promote his brand, and he he got insane or delusional, yeah. according to us, saying all this crazy shit. 
because he thought for sure if I say this, yeah, it's over. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to be elected. And he got crazier and crazier, and he still got elected. <laughs> so that plan didn't work out no. for him. That's what. That's my thought. I don't think he wants to be president at all. I think he likes. He would want to be president because. He can go to his golf club or whatever and say, you know, I was president. It's cool. I was the 45th president of the United States. But actually doing the job, I don't think he has any fucking interest in that at all. What's happening? Do you hear that? Or is that my headphones? Do you hear that? The headphones. Shut up. Is it my, <laughs> is it my headphones? Because it's really distracting, dude. So I do I need to get a new, new pair of headphones? No. Is it a pot? Is it a dirty pot? It's a bad should I keep talking? No, it's a bad wire. We're good. Keep a bad talking. wire. Bad wire. You're, you're on it. You it's know why? It's just in the phones, You're man. producer of the year, dude. All right, I'm going to continue yeah. with this, even though I probably lost track. But <laughs> June, tw- uh, January, t- <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> January 23rd, Spicer, now the White House press secretary, reiterates that Flynn told him sanctions were not discussed. God damn it. Three days after Trump officially becomes president, U.S. officials say investigations are scrutinizing several calls between Flynn and Russian's ambassador. Yeah. January 26th, the Justice Department privately warns the Trump administration that Flynn misled administration officials regarding the circumstances. Circumstances. (laughs) And it's potentially vulnerable to blackmail by the circumstances. Here's the important part: is potentially vulnerable to blackmail by the Russians. So they got something on him. They have something on him. The message is delivered by Acting Attorney General Sally Yates, who is fired for refusing to enforce Trump's controversial travel ban barring citizens. So she gives him this news: Hey, Flynn is talking about sanctions. And he might be compromised uh, uh, with Russia. That's based on what we know uh, of the intelligence. February 9th, Pence finds out he had been misled. Now, according to this, it says according to two administration officials. But I heard that Pence found out reading the fucking news. That's how he found out. February 10th, an aide close to Flynn says he cannot rule out that the advisor spoke about sanctions on the call. On the same day, Trump says he is unaware of reports that Flynn may have spoken about sanctions during the calls. And he says he's going to look into it. Unawares. I'm unawares, but I'll look into it. February 13th, Russia again denies the (laughs) allegations that the men discussed sanctions, telling CNN, we have already said there haven't been any. That's so after the administration knew they're still spreading this falsehood. Even I'm not saying why am I not saying lie? This lie. The vitriol. As the reports emerge, Trump's counselor Kellyanne Conway tells MSNBC that Flynn does enjoy the full confidence of the president. But around an hour later, Spicer says Trump is evaluating the situation. Flynn resigns a few hours later, admitting he had inadvertently briefed the vice president-elect and others with incomplete information. And he apologizes. 
February 14th, Spicer says Trump asked for Flynn's resignation because of a trust issue with the national security advisor. CNN reports that high-level advisors close to the then-nominee Trump were in constant communication during the campaign with Russians known to U.S. intelligence according to multiple current and former intelligence Law enforcement and administration officials. Administration. Among those senior advisors regularly communicating with Russian nationals were Manafort and Flynn. Among those. So there's more. There's more. Now, when you tie that into Tillerson, uh, uh, Exxon, formal Exxon, C, whatever, uh, and the sanctions against Russia, and these sanctions are not allowing Exxon... They already invested $700 million in this rig off of Russia, but they can't pump oil from that rig because of these sanctions. If these sanctions are lifted, it's like printing fucking money. It's printing money, John. Uh, oh, so oh, the yeah. circumstantial evidence is overwhelming. And Trump is so goddamn incompetent. And the people surrounding him are so goddamn incompetent that... Last show I predicted within six months he would be in, in in impeachment. Not impeached, but would be in proceedings for impeachment. I'm going to up that to three months, John. Within three months, he will be, either he will resign or we, he will be being impeached. That is my prediction, John. It's a $500 billion oil deal. Five hundred billion. You know the other thing I was thinking is, what's with the Republicans? When are they going to fucking grow a spine? When are they going to stand up to this? Because midterms are two years away, and may- maybe they think that's a long time, but that's not a long time. And people remember this shit, right? People are really fucking aggravated yeah. at this administration. How long are these Republicans going to keep uh, tying themselves to Trump? And supporting him and trying to, trying to, um, um, I can't think of the word. Trying to, uh, it's what Fox News does uh, all the, every day, 24-7. This agenda, they try to, they try to, what the fuck is the word? Rationalize. Oh, rationalize. Rationalize. (laughs) How long are they going to rationalize this? (laughs) Before they say, they have, I heard today, I, I saw this on the news, um, just a really, you know how when you watch the news, like ESPN, they, they scroll shit at the bottom. So you're watching the news, but you're getting news scrolled at the bottom. Yeah. And one of the scrolls was the uh, Republicans had a closed door meeting today. Now, my assumption is the closed door meeting was like, okay. When are we going to call this shit? I mean, this is getting out of fucking control. They have to be somebody. Somebody, John, has to be saying he's lost his mind. He's delusional. We cannot keep supporting him. What are our options? That's my un- that's my thought about that what that closed door meeting was today. But what's crazy though is even though Arnold Schwarzenegger released a uh, video about the gerrymandering that goes on in politics to redistrict 
lines in favor of the incumbent party. So they started, the Republicans started this gerrymandering at the state level, at county, state, working it all the way back to the federal level. And their approval rating is actually up since 2009. Who's your approval rating? Congress. Congress? Even though it's at 28%. That's up? <laughs> That's up. Wow. 28% approval rating. They they averaged 15%. Trump, 20... has a, Trump has a better approval yeah, rating. In 2015 and 2016, they averaged 15%. Which I still find so hard to but believe. But now it's up. And I, I think it's up because, I would think, because people think they're going to investigate Trump. I don't know. But they're not. The the dude, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's from Utah. He's in front of yeah. this. And he's he went the head to a, of the whatever oversight committee. He went to a town hall meeting. And he who knows what the fuck he wanted to talk about. Everybody at the town hall was like, hey, are you going to investigate Trump? And he cut it short and he left. Yeah. And he and Paul Ryan have said, oh, you know, we don't have time for that. No. We don't have time for that. No, we but they we have, have to appeal Obamacare. We don't have time yeah, to investigate have, we this. Got, we got to do some work. And here we it, had all the time in the world when Obama was in office because right. we didn't do anything. Yeah, we had eight Benghazi yeah. fucking investigations every day. You know, that, twenty million dollars later, that the, the eighth one didn't turn up any nothing. new information that we didn't have in the first one. In the first seven, but we wanted to keep it in the headlines, and we wanted to, you know, well, because they knew she was going to run for president. Right. And it's so funny. Everybody I that that's a Trump supporter that I talk to about that Benghazi, I'm like, I just want to punch him in the fucking face. Because it's like, can you point to any evidence? Is there any evidence? Eight investigations. Usually it takes one. If she's really implicit in in doing something wrong, fucking up or negligent or whatever the stand down order that everybody says they didn't hear um why wasn't she fired why didn't she step down why wasn't it discovered in the first investigation you would think something like that would be really difficult to cover up because everybody's on walkie talkies and you know they're on telephones and i don't know how they and plus she's got She's running her own private email server, and she's using a BlackBerry, and all that shit's being listened to, and she's sending black to- uh, black uh, laptops through the mail. Um, even WikiLeaks, maybe they they got it. How, how come there's nothing in there? They got nothing. Well, they have a PizzaGate conspiracy with child pedophile rings. Oh yeah, that would that was great. Something. Some fucking guy goes in there and shoots it up with a yeah, gun. That's why the Clintons got into politics to have a pedophile yeah, ring. Yeah. That's that was their ultimate goal. How fucking ridiculous! Uh, well, here's the bottom line, John. The bottom line is the Republicans are putting party but, but before country. But that's not fake news. The fake news is. Uh, Hold on, man. I was making oh, a sorry. very important I'm, statement. My apologies. Bottom I'm line. So sorry. Republicans are putting party before country. Yeah. Country, which means us, the citizens. Well, yeah. the Republicans have a history of doing this, so it's no surprise. 
But what I'm wondering is when are they going to fucking wake up and say to themselves, this might affect my next election. <laughs> I mean, how hard is that to understand? They're so goddamn dumb. And you talked about Hillary and, you know, leaks didn't come out. Well, here's things what I didn't get. come out. What I don't get is Congress had a, an approval rating of 15% in 2015 and 2016, yet they won all these elections, the Republicans. So well, something doesn't add up. How do they have such a low approval rating, but then they put in more of the same garbage? Well, there's a bunch of explanations for that. One is, how do you get polling data? Like, how do you how do you figure out that there's a 15% approval rating? Who are you calling? And if you're calling somebody, I don't answer my goddamn phone. I never answer my phone. If I don't recognize the number, yeah, fuck that. I don't have time for that. So who are the people picking up the phone, and what are they saying? And is there any correlation with those population of people with the people that actually go out and vote? Well, I bet it's the people answering the phones are the ones that um, are against Obamacare but love the, the Affordable ACA? Care Act. Yeah, yeah, because they're that those goddamn fucking dumb. geniuses. It's unbelievable to me to see how many stories come out about that that they didn't know that what they're receiving the Affordable Care Act. Is Obamacare, and now they're like, "Well, wait a minute, wait, wh- what? you're gonna wait. take that away from me? That's not right." And they voted for Trump. Fucking idiots! You know, uh, Thomas Jefferson said, "We need a good educational system because we need educated people to vote." Yeah, of for who's going to represent them. This is so important. Not only that, we vet the people who are going to represent us but educated people vote for them for for smart policies not building walls uh, between Mexico and the US yeah. but for smart things progressive like smart education things education and yes. healthcare and protecting our well, education. Borders. What we're talking about is education we need to have educated people and we need peace. a strong school system and prosperity, peace and prosperity. I mean, that's that's that that's the whole idea behind government is peace and prosperity. Develop some form of commerce that everybody can get into, so that they can realize that well, if we fuck this up, there will be no commerce, and. We will be eating sand or whatever the fuck it is. So with this commerce and this prosperity, we will have peace. And that's kind of what the global market is all about, right? Yeah, it's, but you can't have that because... It's a little lopsided. There's but, this whole military-industrial complex, yeah. right? Is that the right word? Yeah. Complex? Yeah. Complex. There's different meanings for that word, complex. Trump is complex. It's very complex. He's simple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you have, so education is very important, John. Very important. And then the secretary of education is this woman. Is the dumbest. And she tweets something and she misspells the guy's name. So she tweets an apology and she misspells apology. 
This is the woman running the education from a federal level. She's the one who wants to uh, get away from public schools because they don't allow Jesus in public schools. So we need to privatize everything because Jesus is the answer to our problems. If kids just knew about Jesus, we wouldn't have all these problems. Yeah. So let's create this voucher program that failed miserably. Uh, and it's it's just it's so I'm I'm overwhelmed right now, John. I don't even know how to talk anymore. I'm just so overwhelmed by the <laughs> incompetence and the stupidity of this administration. And I I haven't seen uh, Trump's speech today. He he gave a whatever you call it a press conference. press conference. But one of the things that I saw, and again, I'm going to go back to the scroll on the news. It said uh, that Trump, in his news conference, said that this administration is running like a fine-oiled machine. Yeah. We all know that's a fucking lie. manure machine, maybe. Yeah, what kind of machine? Everybody knows that's a lie. Even Trump supporters would know that's a lie, right? Yeah. Wouldn't they? I don't know. Here's what we have to do as an experiment. For a week, we have to watch Fox News and 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 put ourselves in a Trump supporter's shoes and see what our worldview would be if we just consume Fox News. It's very difficult for me to do. It is very difficult. And I, I tuned into Hannity the other night. So this was the night that all this shit was exploding where Flynn resigned and there's all these unanswered questions about who knew what and when. And then he lied to Pence. And uh, Trump knew that, but he didn't do anything about it. Right. He only did something about it when the media brought this to his attention. And then he blamed the leaks. Yeah. Because he was going to handle it. Who knows how the and, fuck he was going to well, handle it. Well, people don't understand those that follow Trump. Um, every time they slam the media they're just they're making it uh easier for somebody like trump or somebody they're really gonna hate to do whatever the fuck they want because once you um discredit the media and everybody else thinks that the media is untrustworthy because that's the only thing that pushes trump to have to come out and say something about it once you you've uh, what do you call it? Not discredit, but um, anyway, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Once you discredit the media to a point where they're the ones that are, that really protect the interests of the the people, they, they they help balance that. So they're kind of the voice of the people. They're always questioning authority. That's their job. Isn't that a shame, though? Like, just from a... And, and I don't really care if a out, news outlet is conservative or liberal. I don't care, as long as they're telling the truth. If they want to cherry-pick the stories that fit their belief Narrative. system, yeah. I don't care. Just as long as it's it's the truth. They're not making shit up or photoshopping people in that aren't there or misrepresenting something down at the bottom, you know, that like that Tommy Lauren, that fucking psycho. Well, and the thing is that uh, Fox News, 
I don't know if it was a lawsuit or if it, what it was, but Fox the other, News. The other thing is, let's not confuse commentary with actual right, journal, opinion journalism. Opinion with yeah. journalism. Yeah. So Fox News went to court over this, and the court said, yes, it, news organizations don't have to be held up to any standard. And Fox News, what the outcome was, were entertainment. Yeah. We're entertainment. We're not news. And so they have all these opinions, right? So you have a guy like Hannity giving his opinion. Uh, but it's not news. It's just what he's thinking. And it's like us. Like, we're giving our opinion. Uh, but um, I guess what I, what I was getting back to what I was saying before is, is this huge news. Huge news was breaking about Flynn having to resign because he did discuss sanctions with Russia the day after Obama gave them sanctions, and he's a part of Trump's uh, administration, and he called them five fucking times in one day, and then Trump finally resigned, and even that was cloudy because Kellyanne Conway said that he resigned, but then Spicer, Spicy said that, I fired him or I asked yeah. for his resignation. So which is it? Which is it? And and it's it goes back to the incompetence of this administration. They are the fucking incompetent. When the W was there, W was incompetent, but he had competent people around him. Nobody is competent in this administration that I've seen yet. So I tuned in specifically to conservative talk radio, and I watched conservative talk, like Fox News. I watched Hannity the day that all this shit was breaking. And you know what they wanted to talk about? No. They wanted to talk about uh, something that happened two weeks ago. Some dude named Milo, somebody other, was at Berkeley. And there were protesters there. And it became violent and aggressive. And so Berkeley canceled Milo's speech. Yeah. Milo's one of these alt-right guys. Yeah. That's what they were talking about. Something that happened two weeks ago and how these liberal, uh, lame-ass uh, uh, cucks, these crybabies, take somebody's free speech away. Which is not true. They didn't take his free speech away. He couldn't speak at Berkeley, but he has way other means to speak whatever he wants to speak. This is what they were talking about while all this shit was going down. And so to me, that... And we talk about fake news and what's not fake news. And we and Fox News is entertainment and it's opinion. Yeah. I don't know if you can classify what Hannity was doing as fake news, but he was certainly not talking about current events. What was happening right here, right fucking now. There was one guy, though, and I didn't get to hear it. I was listening in my car. Dennis Prager. Is that name familiar to you? He started his show by saying, by talking about Flynn resigning. And he said, I'm going to have somebody on who says this is a total joke, Flynn shouldn't have to resign, blah, blah, blah. This is the media's fault. This is whoever's fault. He's going to be on later. And then he immediately went to a story 
that was on, who's the dickhead with the bow tie on Fox News? Oh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Tucker Tucker. Yeah. Tucker Carlson had some woman from this thing at Berkeley on his show. And so he wanted to talk about that. So I never got around to who they were going to have on to discredit this whole Flynn thing. He shouldn't have resigned. He didn't do anything illegal. It's a joke. It's the media. I didn't get to hear that. But they wanted they wanted to talk about anything but what was going on right. currently. Now, that's not fake news, but it's certainly not. It's not news. It's, it's opinion. It's opinion, and it's, if you want to call it news, it's two-week-old news. Yeah. Why didn't you cover it two weeks ago when it happened? Well, journal, journalism is getting finding a story, if there's a story there, and then get the facts as best as you can. Plain, right. and, plain and simple. That's it. It's really simple. Well, that's the thing. Get like, people on record to corroborate or falsify or whatever it is that you're. that's a story. And if you got a hunch, a good journalist is like a private investigator. They have hunches, and they follow them, and they follow those leads. And Did you see Spotlight, John? No. You got to see that. It's great. great. I saw it on a plane. Great movie. But it, you're right, it, and it, it goes back to um, this whole Trump thing where CNN that, reported— That's that movie about the kids being— Yeah, abused in abused. Catholic Church. Yeah. Uh, but the the media, CNN—let's take CNN as an example. They have information, they have facts, and they reported on it, and they say, we have sources— they want to keep, they don't want to, we don't, you know, we don't want to tell who the sources are because they still work in the intelligence yeah. community and some are retired intelligence community, but this is what they're telling us. And so you have CNN reporting this and you have the New York Post or New York Times, I can't remember, reporting basically the same thing with different sources. And that's what they're saying. And they're saying that. These are allegations right now because nobody's going on record. Nobody's giving us their name because, you know, this is like the guy who came up with the dossier. He went in fucking disappearance because he knows his life is at risk. So they don't want to jeopardize their careers, but they want this information to get out there. And so from a, a journalism perspective, they're reporting what they know. Hey, hey, Moby says uh, the Trump dossier is real, man. Moby? Moby, yeah. The the recording artist? Yeah, the recording artist. Moby? Yeah, Moby says. Who kind of looks like he could be my yeah. little brother? Yeah. <laughs> Moby? Yeah, he said in a heated Facebook post, Moby said President Donald Trump is being blackmailed over the infamous 35-page dossier that surfaced in January. Uh, he claimed Trump's administration is in collusion with the Russian government. He also said the accusations are true and that he's working to present information that will lead to high-level firings and ultimately impeachment. Moby doesn't reveal who his sources are, calling them friends in Washington. Moby, wow. man. Moby. 
Moby's like got 007, the scoop. 007, dude. Yeah, he's got the scoop. And in what context does Moby have? I don't know. He might have some pals, you know. Well, and, and says, Trump himself. Uh, go ahead. He says there's right-wing plans to get rid of Trump. He's a drain on their fundraising and their approval ratings in the GOP and Koch brothers and other That's US what I was saying groups. before, John. Yeah. One of the Republicans going to realize. Yeah. What did I just say? Yeah, realize. What are they going to realize that they're not going to get fucking elected and they're not going to get uh, contributions? And, you know, it's so interesting to me. Um, the night I went to sleep during the election... I thought that's it. The Republican Party is over. Yeah, done. They supported this Donald Trump guy, and it's a disaster. How are they going to recover from this? And within, I don't know, eight hours till 4 a.m., even less, six hours, Trump's nominated the president. Now, the Democratic Party is over. It's over. Yeah. They got to rebuild. They got to, what the hell happened? But. Trump is so goddamn incompetent that what's worse, him not getting elected or him getting elected? What's worse for a Republican if you're in this? Uh, I don't know what's which is worse. Him being president is such a fucking drag. If you're a Republican, campaign contributions, yeah. the, the whole ideology, the whole. I'm not going to win this next election. I'm really going to have to work to win this next election because he's so fucking incompetent. It's unbelievable, Joan. It's fucked up. I have some audio from from today. From today, from the press conference. Yeah. Before we get to that, John, just a couple more things. I just want to <laughs> say a couple more things about Trump before Sorry. we get to that. Abraham Lincoln, John. Are you worried we're never going to do a podcast again, so you got to get I it all I might be worried about that. Tonight. I might have to get it all in tonight. Uh, another great, great president, Abraham Lincoln, who Trump couldn't hold his undies. He couldn't even hold his undies. He's, he's so incompetent. Lincoln said this, John, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. Yeah. Well, they attribute that to Lincoln, but nobody knows for sure. I, I would love to give that advice to Trump, but he's the president, so he's going to have to talk <laughs> at some point, right? Yeah. But Jesus Christ, have at least do a dry run through with somebody yeah. before you open your fucking mouth. Uh, because he's just a disaster. He's a disaster. Disaster. And here's the difference between W and Trump. Uh, the W had trouble just reading the script, right? He had tr he had trouble, uh, and he, but he rarely went off the script. But when he did go off script, it was even more disastrous <laughs> and funny. But Bush, the W, he knew. He kind of knew. Like you got a sense that he knew that he he knew that that he wasn't smart or very well spoken. Trump, on the other hand, has no fucking idea how dumb he is. No. no idea. And if you think about his upbringing, silver spoon in his ass, handed $200 million when he got out of college or whatever the fuck, wouldn't that be nice, John? Wouldn't it be nice to be handed $200 million? Oh, yeah. Uh, and to have that lifestyle and have and to, to do business and to be bankrupt and then do business and, and get more money 
and do business with it's very shady. His whole business history is very shady. He has no idea how dumb he is because nobody ever, you know, the W at least knew. And I got the sense that he knew. But the uh, uh, the W Trump, he just keeps talking. He keeps tweeting. Well, so many people that I know that that are pro business, they're everybody's really pro business, right? Because you got to make money to pay the bills. Right. But I'll talk to people and they'll say, um, I hate politicians. That's why I voted for Trump. He's a businessman. But you cannot run a country like a business. You can't walk in and I'm the boss and you're all going to follow my lead and there's we're going to you you're going to be loyal to me and we got to compete against these other companies to uh grab share of the market and so and so government is about cooperation and when he says making deals he's the greatest deal maker ever it's not those kind of deals these are political deals they're give and take deals they're not like i'm going to i'm going to i'm so clever i'm going to swindle you out of your right. money cuz i swindled the us yeah. out of paying taxes for 20 yeah. years i mean uh, that's that's not and that's genius according to giuliani who we haven't heard from what happened to him? What's genius? What's genius? Genius was... Somebody tell me something that's genius about Trump being president. Oh, I would well, love he, to he hear that. He said he was genius for, for dodging his taxes. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes take, him very for smart. For taking, his, taking a, a loss and turning it into a tax benefit for his income. I think the word is diplomacy, John, right? Diplomacy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what well, that means. Well, that's cooperation. But what it means to me is... It's cooperation without being a total fucking asshole, right? Yeah. Uh, this business persona that Trump has where he's a real tough guy and he'll get the best deal. He'll get the best deal. But he has no, he has zero diplomacy. And that he's shit like doesn't sh- fly. He's like, a sl- he's like that used car salesman in, um, in that Arnold Kentucky Schwarzen- Fried Chicken? No, in that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, <laughs> Uh, but Bill Paxson uh, plays uh, him. Yes, and, and there's a, a segue there. Um, uh, what was that movie? Oh, it was a good James Cameron movie. It was fucking fantastic, and it had lie in the title, didn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, shit. True lies. True lies. Yeah. There you go. That's who Trump is. He's that fucking character. Right. It'll piss in his pants. Yeah. Coward. Here's what's going to happen. When they go to arrest him for treason, he'll piss in his pants. How about that? That's my prediction. Yeah. Uh, so diplomacy. He lacks diplomacy. Now, that may work. His his tactics may work when you're hiring a contractor to come in and install plumbing in your hotel. Because you're the customer and they're providing the service. And you may be able to bully them. And who knows? Even be... Uh, uh, a total fucking racist asshole to them. But that doesn't work in politics. It doesn't work. Diplomacy is the art of dealing with people in a sensitive and effective way. His genius for tact and diplomacy. Uh, Synonyms, Scott, are tactfulness, sensitivity, discretion, 
subtlety, finesse, delicacy, savoir-faire. There you go. So I think I was... Politeness, I think I was spot on, John. Judiciousness, prudence. Trump has zero of that. It's a professional activity or skill of managing international relations. Now, if we talk to a Trump supporter, this is what we this is what we have to talk about. Tell me about Trump's diplomacy. Oh, they'll say, "Fuck diplomacy, man. That's weak. That's for weak. That's Obama. He was That's for weak. cucks. Cucks, weak crybaby snowflakes." Yeah. Well, see how far that See how far that's gotten him so far. Yeah, I know. He the biggest crybaby ever. He 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 cries how terrible SNL is and how mean they are, and the show is going in the shitter. But yet he never misses an episode, and the ratings are going through the roof. Yeah, going through the roof. And the only I think, thing that he's made great again is SNL. Since the last podcast, <laughs> I do have to mention this. Since the last podcast, I think it's when Melissa McCarthy portrayed Sean Spicer. Spicy. Spicy. That was one of the best. That first time she did it, yeah, was one of the funniest fucking things yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I hadn't had a lot of exposure to Spicer at that point, but her performance on a live performance, and it was long. It wasn't, yeah, two or three minutes. Right. It was like eight minutes in. It was just brilliant. She is so fucking talented. She is so talented. Did you see the last one? I did see the last one. I don't think it was as good as the first one, but oh, it was good. It, it was good. I don't know, dude. I, <laughs> when she started driving the podium around, oh, oh well, they, my they changed God. that. In the first one, she had yeah. to pick up the podium yeah. and run at people, and then somebody had the idea. Yeah, let's, let's make just it. make it a segue and never drive it at people. <laughs> And she's crashing into all the chairs. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? How about this? Yeah. That oh, was it's, fantastic. It's great. And then this cry in the Nordstrom drops uh, a vodkas. Oh, oh, hold on. Let's, before that. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Trump, did you hear this? <laughs> he got upset that a woman portrayed Spicy. Oh, yeah. He was upset about that. That a woman what did a that. Fucking snow. And so then all these, like, they want Rosie O'Donnell to portray Trump and they want. Right. No, and, but then they no. had. Rosie O'Donnell to portray Bannon. A Bannon, yeah. But they had the um, the black chick portray Trump. Yeah. Uh, that was funny. But did was there any tweets about that from Trump? I don't think so. Well, I've heard. That Trump's not happy with Spicy, and he may have to fire him. Yeah. Spicy, you're fired. You're fired. Here's Trump. Uh, this is the part where he he uh, he shuts down a reporter. That Well, this is the biggest electoral college thing where he said, I, I, I won by, you know, 306, which is more than ever in history, and the CNN reporter said, hold on a second, that's not true. He called him out on it and said, how how can we trust anything you say if you're just going to keep regurgitating this bullshit over and over again? And then he blames it on the copy that somebody gave. So he doesn't even own it. You know, that that's what kind of a piece of shit. The guy that, that 
did the apprentice and says, you need to own your mistakes basically, or figure out a way to blame it on somebody else so that they get fired. If you watch the apprentice, which I used to watch, it's, I think going, I think people should go back and watch the apprentice. Cause that'll give you an idea of his mentality for government. Oh, well, that's good. It's not making any noise at all. Noise. That's because I got to, you know, turn it on. 306 Electoral College votes. I guess it was the biggest Electoral College win since Ronald Reagan. You said today that you had the biggest electoral margin since Ronald Reagan with 304 or 306 electoral votes. In fact, President Obama got 365 and two. Well, I'm talking about the President uh, Obama, 336, no. Okay. 77,000 votes. That's not yes. substantial. Well, what he said was, do you agree with that? And he says, well, you're president. Right. So we can't argue with that. You're president. But it was it By substantial? By 77,000 votes. Oh, well, it's the, what, how do you think about 77,000 votes? I think that's what they should start saying. Is 77,000 votes substantial? I, I don't mean, know. Is that substantial to you? Yeah. In a, in a country with how many people? Yeah. 300 million. 300 million is 77,000 substantial? I don't I don't know. Here's what I'm pissed at, the 70 million that didn't vote and now are probably bitching. Yeah. Yeah. Here's 15 absurd moments from Trump's jaw-dropping press conference. You want to hear it? Yeah, definitely. Mike Flynn is a fine person. Ugh, why is it all in one side? You know, can people fucking post stuff? Right. <laughs> damn it. Who posted that? Who knows? I have some um, asshole. I'm not I have even the give nine most insane moments. I have the My nine. My friend is a fine person, and I asked for his resignation. He respectfully gave it. He is a man who. Uh, there was a certain amount of information given to Vice President Pence, who's with us today. And who cares if I was he's not with happy us with today? The way that information was given. Are you going to talk over it? I'm sorry. Uh, he <laughs> didn't have to do that because what he did wasn't wrong. What he did in terms of the information he saw, what was wrong was the way that other people, including yourselves, in this room, we're given that information because that was Can classified it? information. It was given. El- There's so many fucking things wrong yeah. with his, his right. speech patterns. First of all, let's go. Let's break down the basic idea. Well, it's a word salad. He wasn't wrong. What was wrong was it was leaked to other people. Yeah. Other people like you in this room. Yeah. When you say other people. First of all, that's not the term I would no. use. But then you have to clarify by saying other people like you in this room. <laughs> I mean, is there anything going on in his head? Anything. What but was he, that line? 
W used to say? <laughs> Which one? Truth. Oh, you got to disassemble. Disassemble means not tell the truth. That means not tell the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I miss him. We have to come up with a word for uh, Trump's uh, 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 vocabulary. What did you call it? Salad? The, the word salad. Word salad. Well, you know what? It's, that's a real term. Word salad is... Oh, we talked about this last week, because I said, is that like a toss salad? And you said no. No, it's it's a confused or unintelligible mixture of seemingly random words and phrases, specifically in psychiatry as a form of speech indicative of advanced schizophrenia. <laughs> well, here's what I... Here's, here's what I... If you listen to him, if you really listen to him, what is appealing about what he says? It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You have to really concentrate, and it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, he just rambles aimlessly. It's like he's tripping drunk over a bunch of branches in a in a forest. Illegally, that's the real problem. And you know, information that was given illegally, that's the real problem. Yeah. So it's not the information that we've received. It's that the leaks, that's yeah. the real problem. Now, it wasn't a problem when all the leaks came out right. about Wiki Hillary leaks. Clinton. That wasn't the problem because I, I consumed that content and I regurgitated that content. Oh, but if it's about me, no, then it's the leaks. The leaks yeah. are the problem, not the content. What the hell is going on in there? Is it my headphones again or? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm... So just the headphones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Relax. I'm relaxed. It's not the headphones. It's a cable going to the headphone amp. All right. So we need it has a new to be cable. Swapped out. I'll take care of it. Swap it out. All right. Do you want to take a break? No. We could take a break because no, I got to take a piss. Then we can do the heavy metal no, episode. I can't swap. I don't have an extra cable. I have to go buy oh, you, one. You have to go buy one. What kind of cable? Yeah. Maybe I have it. I have a backpack. No, you I don't, carry cables. You don't with have me. those cables. I don't no. have this specific no. cable. No. All right. No, no, you we'll don't. move on. You mean the. So. so are you fiddling with it? Is, no, I'm not touching anything. Not touching it? Just relax. What okay? if you fiddled with it? Would it? I did. Are you going to fix it in post? No, this is this is a different problem. This is because this, I have an open, so see it one way. I have yeah. an open line right now because I needed to go mono with this audio of Trump. So you got a little in the right ear. All right, just deal with it, man. All right, man. Hey, turn me on. I got some Trump shit to play. Well, I'm, she's okay. still talking. Oh, okay. And, you, know, you can talk all you want about Russia, which was all a, you know, fake news. That's fabricated fake news. deal to yeah. try and make up for the loss of the Democrats. And the plus press plays right into it. The plus. He didn't tell the vice president of the United States the facts. And then... He didn't remember. And that just wasn't acceptable to me. I own nothing in Russia. I have no loans in Russia. Russia. I don't have any deals in Russia. Russia. Mike Ah. was doing his job. He was calling countries and his counterparts. So it certainly would have been okay with me if he did it. I would have directed him to do it if I thought he wasn't doing it. I didn't direct him, but I would have directed him because that's his job. Stop, stop, stop. And probably Putin said... Stop, stop, pause. (laughs) So is he saying that... He knows that he talked about sanctions. Trump knows yeah. that. Yeah. Is he saying, I didn't know what he was doing, 
But if I did, I would have directed yeah. him to do that. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. To talk about sanctions? What it, What does that mean? Like, who's going to come back and translate all that gibberish, it's gibberish. tomorrow on the news? I mean, what <laughs> goes on in his fucking head? Word salad. What goes on in his head? President word salad. You know, he's sitting behind his desk and he's saying, you know, I see what's going on in the he's t- desk. He's talking you about know, Putin. He's sitting he's, behind. Okay with me if he did it. I would have directed him to do it if I thought he wasn't Putin doing right it. I didn't direct him, but I would have directed him because that's his job. And probably Putin said, you know, he's sitting behind his desk and he's saying, you know, I see what's going on in the United States. They follow it closely. It's going to be impossible for President Trump to ever get along with Russia because of all the pressure he's got with this fake story. Okay? Why? Okay. He's the president. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He writes executive orders. Why would it be... Why would Why would Trump say that? You know... Putin's sitting there thinking, boy, it's going to be just too rough for him to reach out with an olive branch. This is his opportunity to prove everybody wrong. Is the way I would look at it if I was president. Yes, but but and I was, and this was uh, uh, this huge topic of controversy. I would prove that it really doesn't exist. Yes, but it it's not. Um... He said in Trump has said in the past, and he said it recently. He wants a nuclear arms race. Oh, I know. So that's I'm not getting to that. And we get back to diplomacy. Yeah, that's not. No, that's not diplomatic. Yeah, what is that? And that's a shame, because if we could get along with Russia, and by the way, China and Japan China. and China, everyone, if we could get along, it would be a positive thing, not a negative thing. Positive thing. Not in that. He sounds like he's getting drunk too, more and more. Well, you know? you know, one of the things that we didn't talk about last week is that he was at something. You you mentioned Giuliani. He was yeah. at something with Giuliani, and I saw a video of this. Giuliani's sitting right across from him, and he gives this big long introduction to Giuliani, and then he's he's looking around the room. Where's Giuliani? Where is he? Is he here? <laughs> and Giuliani's been sitting two feet oh. from him. Right in front of him for the past 15 minutes. Did Maybe you see this? Kidding. No, I haven't. You didn't see that? No. And then when he saw Giuliani, he grabbed the guy next to him by the shoulder and he seemed relieved. <laughs> oh, there he is. Uh, I thought I was losing my mind. I thought that. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. misplaced him. <laughs> I misplaced him or something, but he's sitting right in front of me. Uh, yeah, so he, he's. Who knows? Mentally, I think he's not mentally fit to be in office. Here's a but the guy's seventy, so it's it's starting to yeah. degrade rapidly, in my opinion. I haven't heard this yet. This is the uh, Trump raises specter of nuclear holocaust amid questioning over Russia. Oh yeah, listen. If to Russia this. and the United States actually got together and got along. And don't forget, we're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are they. There's no upside. And so are they. We're a very powerful nuclear country. And so are they. I've been briefed, and I can tell you one thing about a briefing that we're allowed to say because anybody that ever read the most basic book can say it. Nuclear holocaust would be like no other. 
They're a very powerful nuclear country, and so are we. If we have a good relationship with Russia, believe me, that's a good thing. What does that mean? It means... He wants to start a Cold War? No, no, no. It means that if you don't allow me to lift these sanctions, then we're going to have a nuclear holocaust. That's what it means. If you don't allow me to lift these sanctions so the oil can pump and I can get my $20 billion kickback. A nuclear holocaust would be like no other. Hey, no shit. Like, let that sink in a little. Why would you even mention that? And then he's got people walking around with the nuclear football. And he's got that uh, shit-eating grin on his face. Yeah, that... There are people that saying he he's going to be in trouble for that because he's discussing yeah. national security at fucking Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, hey, hey. this is how dumb he yeah. is. He's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> and and people are holding their phones up with lights, looking at you know secret papers, and they're probably they could be taking pictures with the fucking phone. Yeah, because who knows who who works at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I did read this story. It, it, I don't know if it's Mar-a-Lago or somewhere else. Trump wants to bring in 64 immigrants, basically, to work for him at, at one of his resorts. <laughs> he doesn't want to hire Americans. No, he no. put a request in. I, I well, know he that. didn't, but his company right. put a request in to get 64. Uh, how, did you, how would you refer to them? Immigrants? Yeah. 64 non-Americans? Yeah, undocumented. 64- yeah. Uh, but they document them. They document, yeah. So they're they're foreign workers, undocumented, yeah. but they document them as part of the process. Instead of giving them to a, right. know, but unemployed his Americans. Whole, his whole thing was, uh, fuck globalization. We need to, to but, keep but, jobs. But if I bring that up to a Trump supporter, they go, yeah, but those aren't the jobs that he's talking about. We're talking about manufacturing jobs. And I said... Dude, go go to Fortune, go to their website, go to the Cato Institute's website, go to Forbes, go to whatever you think is the most right-wing or fair website, not Fox, that's opinion, somebody that actually investigated this, and it will tell you that because of efficiency and productivity and robotics, automation, that's where most of the jobs went. We've always had jobs overseas somewhere. We've been importing shit since the Panasonic radio, the transistor radio was coming into this country. Uh, We still make cars here. I mean, right. they bailed out GM, and GM was happy about it, and they still make cars, and they paid the money back. And, you know, there's people employed. Did they move some production to Mexico and to... Yeah, sure they did. They moved a lot of shit down to Mexico. company I work for builds stuff down in Mexico. Well, that's, you know, and, and you and I have both been a part of this globalization. So the 15, 20 years ago, the work that I used to do was all in-house. Yeah. All in-house. And uh, one of the reasons that I lost one of my jobs is because they they hired out third party uh, from India. 
but this created new opportunities for me because somebody needs to be the liaison between yeah. the business people here and the technical people in India because they're really, you know, they're, they're new to this. And there are some very bright people that I've worked with, but a lot of them, you know, they hire because they, they ask them out on the street. Hey, do you, have you ever heard of a PC? Yeah, I've heard of a PC. Oh, come on in. You're hired. So there, there's a huge uh, uh, disportion, is that the right word, between the level of talent you're going to get from outsourcing when it first starts. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are now are becoming educated in there. And I guess the point of it is globalization is not going to stop. No. And, and Trump is not going to be able He's to not gonna stop introduce it. policy to stop and globalization. Even if, he, even if he does, even if he institutes some sort of a... a a uh, tariff or a tax or we're going to be paying for it uh, yeah. at the end of the day at the end of the day the american people will pay for it it's not going to okay i'm going to impose a 20% tax okay great we're just going to raise our prices oh no well, you're going to you're going to start telling companies that they can't raise their prices you're going to say yeah i'm for smaller government and government overreach is wrong I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I'd love to see all the manufacturing jobs come back. But there's other jobs out there, and I think the new manufacturing is coders. Well, in robotics. Ro- and, and, and coders for robotics. Robotics and coders for robotics. Right. And so the, to to be proactive about this, educate the people. Don't I mean you got 3D printers building parts for Machines that break down in factories that are fully automated. I mean, they're already building robots to go to Africa because it's getting more expensive to build stuff in China. And the next country will be a Vietnam. And then after that, they'll have a middle class and then it'll move on to um, Africa and so the Chinese are already building robots to do to build shit in Africa right now. They're investing money there, right? And that's where it's going. So right. in a way, you're not going to stop globalization. You're not going to stop it. I mean, there might be other ways to, like he said, renegotiate NAFTA um, because the Mexican part of NAFTA. NAFTA was originally drafted for Canada and the U.S. because they're like we're like brothers and sisters, right? And we do a lot, a shit ton of trade between the two countries, and it works very well. So why do we pay all these duties? So if we send if we send something over there, we get something from them, and then we modify it and we send it back over. Well, it comes over and we pay a duty, and we send it back and we pay a duty. So there's duty drawbacks that are happening, and if it's a NAFTA item um, that we bought from them and are sending back, then we're saying, well, we don't have to pay any taxes on that because it's something that we share. So that's how NAFTA kind of came all about. I'm not explaining it perfectly, but then Mexico is kind of like added to it at the end with no real negotiation, no real... Whatever. So that that has to be improved. There's no doubt about it. Both sides of the aisle, they say, in Congress, agree that NAFTA is kind of fucked up. It needs to be rehashed and redone and 
renegotiated so that the trade is fair. When stuff goes over to Mexico from us, they're going to tax the shit out of us. Stuff comes over from Mexico, from Mexico to us. Um, we're not taxing them enough. There should be some taxing, but not like duty. We're just going to go bam. We're going to hit them with the twenty percent if you don't move all the jobs back. Well, That's that, not going to again. Do it. it goes back to diplomacy. Well, you got to incentivize manufacturers to move jobs back to. The country. And the only, and Trump showed a little bit of this before he was president, where uh, he had, I can't remember, carrier air conditioning yeah. in Indiana, in Mike Pence. He had Indiana taxpayers fund a lot of that to keep them in Indiana. So yeah. if if that's your idea to to reject globalism is to have us pay for it, that's a really bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. And the other thing is, okay, I agree, 35% is pretty high for corporate tax. But if all these countries are allowed to use all kind of subsidies to sidestep all the taxes, for example, uh, the cell, right? When they rebuilt Comiskey into the giant behemoth of a ballpark it was, there was an agreement made with, uh, I don't know, if the sa- state or the city that they didn't have to pay any tax until they filled that park, until they sold it out. So they didn't pay tax forever until finally the Sox won the World Series, and now they're actually paying taxes. But they got away with that because they said, well, we're going to bring jobs to the to the area. So fucking what? It's not like... It's not like a gift to somebody that you're bringing jobs. Those people and the service that they provide are going to keep people coming to watch those games. Let's say the beer people are just doing a really shitty job and they never bring bring you beer and you don't get hot dogs and the hot dogs suck and everything. Even if the team's winning, you might not want to go. Somebody got sick. Somebody's... Uh, it got the Ebola virus because the food's not that good. Um, so those those service people actually enhance the experience and get people to come back to the park. So it's it's not a gift to them. They're trading their labor for what you pay them. Agreed. So to say, oh, we're bringing jobs. No, you're not. You're bringing people into the fucking ballpark by paying a bunch of overpaid baseball players <laughs> to entertain them while they sit there and drink beer and eat hot dogs and whatever. And then you have these services that keep them coming back because it's clean and it's this and that. I don't know what they say about Wrigley because for years it was a shithole until the um, till they won. Well, no. It's, a year before they won, they even, revamped even, it. Yeah, they, they've been revamping it slowly since they took over. Yeah, but it it was never like it's an old ballpark. It's very nostalgic. But it was never dirty. Like, it was always clean. Well, it was kind of weird. I mean, like, you, you had to face people while you are pissing. Oh, I dug that. In the troughs. Yeah, and, with the troughs and the urinals. Yeah, and I remember a story about Buzz Kilman saying a guy was so drunk he fell forward. 
and in the trough into the trough. Yeah. She went right in. <laughs> and I've seen people walk up to because along the outside of the trough, on either end of the trough, there's where you wash your hands, right? There's these little sprinklers and it's a steel, you know, like a stainless steel curved sink. And the water's constantly flowing, and there's soap there and towels. And people are walking up to that and pissing in it because they're drunk they and they don't know, know any yeah. better. Well, there's something about they, um, I don't know, it's, it's just a, a, a feeling of comfort in, in Wrigley Field for me. And I, I've only been there a couple of times, but when I was in Europe and we would go out for dinner, uh, we'd go to these places where the, the structure was 500 years old. And there's a charm to that. There's you walk in and it's clean, but this place was built 500 fucking years ago. And I'm eating, and there's a atmosphere. There's a charm to it, and that's what Wrigley is. There's a charm to it, and it's not just the field. It's the surrounding neighborhood. Yeah, you can yeah. go right out and see a band after whatever. Go to a right. bar, but yeah, that's that, and and um. Everything else, you know, I I just hate that when they say shit like they're the job creators. No, they're not. The oh, and the trickle down. Yeah, the fucking demand is the bullshit. job creators. Right. And we've talked about People that. People that buy your shit are the job creators. That's such a horse shit. Horse shit, John. Do you have any more uh, audio? Um, I have some audio. If you were smart, whoa, whoa, damn. Oh, that's hot, man. That's coming in hot. If you were smart, uh, I do. I have a, a Pat Robertson clip. Hold on, before we get to Pat, I got more Trump. But uh, yeah, uh, go do ahead. you do you uh, still talk to Marty? Do you do you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do, you, do I haven't lately. Why we you need to get him back on the, the show? show. Yeah, we gotta we gotta <laughs> follow up. He hasn't been on since episode no. seventy something. I mean, that was. How many years that's had? Eight years ago? Yeah. Holy crap. All right, here's some more Trump from the oh. press conference today. You ready? You I'm got ready. me fired up? Am yeah. I fired up? Here we go. Here we go. All right, I click play. Nothing's happening. This oh. is, are you gonna are you gonna include the CBC, Mr. President, Dude. in your conversations with your your urban agenda, your inner city agenda, as a well black as woman. are you gonna include the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional? Well, Hispanic I would. Caucus, I tell you what, do you want to well set up the, the meeting? Do you want to set up the meeting? No, no, no. I, are they I, friends I, I, of I'm yours? No, get a, set up the I meeting. I know some of them, but I'm sure. Let's go set up right a meeting. Now. I would love to meet with the Black Caucus. I think it's great. The Congressional Black Caucus. I think it's great. Yeah, you set up the meeting. Yeah. Because you're black and you're a reporter. You yeah. set it up. I would okay, love to meet with them. There's my African-American right there. <laughs> All right, ready? Here's the next one. Ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Yep. You know what uranium is, right? This thing called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. <laughs> How about that? Uh, they don't have that in the video, but he went on to say that we had... Hillary Clinton give Russia 20% of the uranium in our country. Oh, that's the very first thing he said. Hold on. Let me. It's a short clip, but let me try again. You know what uranium ah. is, right? Yeah, they, pick up, they pick up the video right things, after he like said lots that. Lots of things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Anyway, that's false. Hillary Clinton did not give Russia 
20% of our uranium. That's a, that's fake news, John. That's alternate facts. Right. And that's the thing. He comes out with his complete bullshit. He's got people scrambling around to come back and say, oh, it's, it's so exhausting to beat back his crap because he probably gets it off of Infowars that Alex Jones, that fucking psycho. That guy's fucking insane. He's a fucking moron. And he just regurgitates this crap, and he says, CNN is fake news. They're sitting there busting their ass trying to report on something. They do get stuff wrong. Everybody gets stuff wrong. But not like that. And that is so blatant. It's like, okay, if you're going to say that, how can we believe any other thing that comes out of your fucking mouth? Well, I don't. I don't either. At all. But for a Trump supporter, do they believe? Like, they do. Do they believe that he had the biggest inauguration crowd and that the yes, media they do. is this big conspiracy and they doctored the photos and it's all yep. bullshit? Oh, well, yeah. Well, they I guess do. if you don't. If you discredit client client science, (laughs) what am I trying to say? Climate science, I guess, you know, and you believe in talking snakes. What are you not going to believe in? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like 50 or I don't even remember uh, the the whole Bowling Green thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There's like uh, half the Trump supporters believe it was true. So let's digress. For our international and listeners. And they think Sandy Hook was a hoax. Right. So the, the Bowling Green Massacre was something that Kelly Conway, is that her name? Yeah. Kelly on Conway. Three different occasions. And the last time she said it, they called her on it. And what she was saying is the media doesn't report these terrorist attacks. For, in, for example, the, the Bowling Green Massacre, it wasn't reported. There was never a massacre in Bowling yeah. Green. What happened is our intelligence community figured out these two guys were planning a massacre. And I think it's something that you talked about last time where they got fingerprints off an IED. Yeah. And they matched them up with these two guys right. and they followed right. them. And they were planning something, but they prevented it from happening. So it never occurred. But in her mind, it was this whole fucking massacre that the media did not report on. And why are they ignoring that? Why aren't they reporting on that? I mean, what a joke. From the moment you... <laughs> All right. Here's the next clip. You ready Wait, for the next clip? Wait, it says here, according to a new poll from public policy polling, <coughs> 51... Cough off, Mike, dude. Sorry. 51% of Trump supporters say... The non-existent massacre shows why the controversial ban is needed to keep Americans safe. And and did they say why? Because logically, I, I don't understand that. Well, they like say it all. Over half of Americans who supported President Trump's travel ban say the fabricated and debunked Bowling Green massacre is proof the executive order is necessary. Okay, so because they believe it's true, because they believe that an actual massacre happened in Bowling Green, yeah, and that it wasn't reported, right? And this is why we need the ban. Oh, people are so goddamn dumb. There's only dumb. one problem, Scott. 
The yeah, Bowling Green Massacre never happened. It, it never fucking happened. Never happened. Conway but, eventually uh, walked back her comments saying it was an honest mistake and that she meant... Three times? She meant to reference two Iraqi men as Bowling Green terrorists. How do you get massacre and terrorists confused? Three times. Three At least separate three, occasions. Three, three occasions. Here it is. Here's the audio for saying that shit. She's as creepy as he is. Yeah. Oh, she's scary looking, too. And they trolled her really good on SNL. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. that I could not up, believe man. that. That, 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 that was, was the ballsy. most fucked up I think I've that, ever seen. Right? Did Trump... Uh, Comment on that no, on I don't Twitter. Remember. Holy shit! I could not that believe was like, that. Whoa! That was way over the top. Over the fucking <laughs> top. It was pretty creepy. So if you haven't seen that, uh, Google Kellyanne Conway SNL. Yeah. Following a statement by Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway on MSNBC, Conway referred to a Bowling Green massacre to justify President Trump's ban on refugees and immigrants from seven predominantly Muslim countries. Listen. I bet it's brand new information to people that President Obama had a six-month ban on the Iraqi refugee program after two Iraqis came here to this country, were radicalized, and they were the master, masterminds behind the Bowling Green Massacre. Well, I mean, most the, people don't know that the because masterminds. it yeah. It didn't get covered because it never happened. All right, giving Conway the benefit of the doubt here, however, she may have meant an incident in 2011 involving two Iraqi nationals who were later indicted for allegedly having ties to attacks against U.S. troops in Iraq. Those two men lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Advil liquid gel. Oh. I thought they were going to play all three. So even I got it wrong. I thought they yeah. these guys actually went to Bowling Green, but they never even went there? No, they lived there. Oh, they lived yeah. there, but then they... But they, they're, the, they're the ones that their fingerprints showed up on an IED. Right. So that's that was one of the, the um, anti-terrorism practices they started doing was after an IED blew up, they would, they would grab all the materials... They would bring them back. They would take them apart and investigate. You know, the switches look familiar. They knew it was a certain group each time. And then they would check for fingerprints. And then those fingerprints, they would run against, like, Interpol or whatever. Because uh, I don't remember. Was I ever fingerprinted? Were you fingerprinted ever for? Uh... In school, I was. Like when I was in, uh, we went <laughs> on a field scouts. trip yeah, no, to the police station. Um, no, you don't need it for a passport, but you might need it in certain countries for a passport. So whatever, it showed up somewhere, and that's how they they uh, nailed these they, guys. They nailed these guys. Before anything happened. Yeah. And it wasn't even happening in Bowling Green. Right. Like it would never become a no. Bowling Green massacre. Holy shit, can she fuck up a story yeah. more than... Now, you say that it's calculated. I say she's as creepy and as incompetent as really? the president. Yes. <laughs> That's what I say. All right. I have some, some audio. You All ready? Right. You ready yeah, for I'm this? Ready. This is Trump today talking about blowing up a Russian ship. How about this? Here's, uh, think about diplomacy when you listen to this. I haven't heard it yet, but I know it's got to be good. I didn't do anything for Russia. I've done nothing for Russia. Hillary Clinton gave him 20% of our uranium. 
Hillary Clinton did a reset. Remember with the stupid plastic? Okay, so that's not accurate. Hillary Clinton never gave Russia 20% of our uranium. Where does he get that? Who tells him that? ...button that made us all look like a bunch of jerks. Here, take a look. He looked at her like, what the hell is she doing with that cheap plastic button? What is he talking Hillary, about? That was a reset. Remember it said reset? Now, I if I know. do that, oh, I'm a bad guy. If we could get along with Russia, that's a positive thing. We have a very talented man, Rex Tillerson, who's going to be meeting with them shortly. Former CEO, Exxon. And I told him, I said, I know politically it's probably not good for me. Hey, the greatest thing I could do is shoot that ship that's 30 miles offshore right out of the water. Everyone in this country is going to say, oh, it's so great. That's not great. That's not great. I would love to be able to get what? along with Russia. Now, you've He's had so a, a lot of delusional. presidents that haven't taken that tack. Look where we are now. Look where we are now. So, if I can. Now, I love to negotiate things. I do it really well and all that stuff. All that stuff. But it's possible I won't be able to get along with Putin. Maybe it is. But I want to just tell you, the false reporting by the media, by you people. The false, horrible, fake reporter <laughs> makes it much harder to make a deal He's crazy. with Russia. And probably Putin said, you know, he's sitting behind his desk and he oh, said, you, you know, yeah. I see that, what's going on in the United already. States. They follow it closely. It's going to be impossible for President Trump to ever get along with Russia because of all the pressure he's got with this fake story. Okay? Okay. And that's a shame. Because if we could get along with Russia, and by the way, China and Japan and everyone, if we could get along, it would be a positive thing, not a negative thing. Yeah. So if he if he just blew the ship up, he'd, everybody would say, yeah. 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 Oh, that would be great. Yeah. If you blew yeah. the ship up. Yeah. That would be fucking That'd fantastic. Be like no, Russia. No, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Like Russia would just say, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, our oops, mistake. Sorry. Oops. Oopsie. We won't do that again. You're the you're the greatest Trump. You're the greatest ever. All right, here we go on anti-Semitism. Are you ready for yeah, this, yeah. John? Here we go. I've been good to the entire good day, Mr. President. So, first of all, my name is Jake Turks from Army Magazine, and I, despite what some of my colleagues may uh, have been reporting, I haven't seen anybody in my community uh, accuse either yourself or any of the, uh, anyone hey, on your staff of being anti-Semitic. Uh, we understand that you have Jewish grandchildren who are their Zadis. However, what we are concerned about and what we haven't really uh, heard being addressed is an uptick in ethics and how the government is planning to take care of it. There's been a report out that 48 uh, uh, bomb threats. What the fuck is that noise? Is that cameras? Yeah. Stop with the cameras already. <laughs> don't they have cameras that don't click like that? <laughs> yeah, like iPhones. Yeah have been made against Jewish centers all across the country in the last couple of weeks. There are people who are committing anti-Semitic acts or threatening to... You see, he said he's going to ask a very simple, easy question. And it's not. It's an important It's not. Not a, not a simple question. Not a fair question. Okay, sit down. I, I understand the rest of your question. So here's the story, folks. Uh, number one, I am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> number two... Racism. Wait, the least racist wait, wait, wait. person. Yeah. In if fact, you're we the least well. anti-Semitic. Yes. 
Okay, okay, I get it. You get he's it? He's the least. He's the least <laughs> anti-Semitic. He didn't say the most. He said he's the least. He's the least. So he, he's somewhat anti-Semitic. He's somewhat, but he's the least. He's the least of them. So in his mind, everybody's anti-Semitic, yeah. right? Everybody hates the Jews. Yeah, ex- but I'm the least. I'm the least. One yeah. that hates the Jews so you of all of my worry. friends. Right. <laughs> what a fucking dummy. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pick that up again. Here we go. The least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running as a Republican. Quiet, quiet, quiet. See, he lied about he was going to get up and ask a very straight, simple question. So, you know, it's welcome to the world of the media. But let me just tell you Holy something. Holy shit. That, um, <laughs> This guy is I hate in the charge. I find it repulsive. Same. I hate even the question because people that know me, and you heard the prime minister, you heard uh, Netanyahu yesterday. Uh, Did you hear him? Bibi. He Bibi. said, Bibi. I've known Donald Trump for a long time. And then he said, forget it. So you should take that instead of having to get up and ask. What does that mean? Forget it. <laughs> Man, I, I shouldn't Hold say on. anymore. Yeah, is that what he's saying, or did did Bibi say that? Forget <laughs> I it. Don't know. Who said that? You know what he I said. gotta rewind. And then he said, "Forget it." I gotta rewind. <laughs> so is Trump telling himself to forget it and move on? Is that what's Maybe happening? He's talking to the microphone, the the earbud. He might have oh, like remember somebody... the W used to have like an earbud in, and, and so they're saying, yelling, "Hey, stop it. talking! Stop talking!" Forget it. Move on. <laughs> and so he just repeated what was going in his earphone? Is that what happened? Yeah. All right. We got to listen to that again. Hold on. Long time. And then he said, forget it. Oh, hold so on. You I got to back up some more. Instead of having to get up God and ask a, a very insulting <laughs> question. Here we go. The prime minister, you heard uh, Netanyahu yesterday. Did you hear him? Bibi. He said, I've known Donald Trump for a long time. And then he said, forget it. So you should take that. Instead of having to get up and ask a, a very insulting question like that. Yeah, go ahead. I don't get it. I don't get it. Forget so it. the whole story on the Clinton thing is Forget that uh, we gave 5%, uh, I guess, of uranium, a fifth. Before we get too far to ourselves, the United States gave a fifth of its ur- uranium to Russia. What? Uranium is used to power commercial nuclear reactors that produce electricity and produce isotopes used for medical. Is that your fucking? Sorry. <laughs> uh, electricity. Oh, wait a minute. Produce isotopes. So we did give uranium yeah. to Russia? Yeah, but there's there's reasons for it. So they give us stuff. They give us fuel. Like, uh, it's part of a deal, like a, a back and forth. Um, they don't have license to export uranium outside the United. So given that Russia doesn't have the licenses to export uranium outside the United States, it was likely more interested in uranium one's assets in Kazakhstan, the world's largest uranium producer, our colleague said. So to be clear, the 20% is capacity, not uranium that has been produced so it's part of a deal that we give them uranium and they give us shit back, like uh, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. Here, here's a little bit more. As the New York Times has reported, the deal was made 
in separate ter- transactions from 2009 to 2013, it made Russia's Atomic Energy Agency one of the world's largest uranium producers and brought Russian President Vladimir Putin closer to his goal of controlling much of the global uranium supply. The U.S. involvement. So what was Clinton's role? Since uranium is considered a strategic asset with implications for national security, the deal had to be approved by a committee composed of representatives from a number of United States government agencies. At the time, the United States was seeking to reset its relationship with Russia and trying to get the Kremlin on board with its Iran nuclear deal. The national security issue at stake in the Uranium One deal was not primarily about nuclear weapons proliferation, the Times reported, because the United States and Russia had for years cooperated on that front, with Russia sending enriched fuel from decommissioned warheads to be used in American nuclear power plants in return for the raw uranium. So it was a deal. They decommission their warheads, they give us the the uh, fuel, and we use it to power nuclear plants, and we give them uranium for their medical equipment and all that shit. Instead, it concerned American dependence on foreign uranium sources. While the United States gets one-fifth of its electrical power from nuclear plants, it produces only about around 20% of the uranium it needs. So we got extra. Now back to what Trump said. Trump's previous claim on the topic made in June 16th was 2016 was that Clinton's State Department approved the transfer of 20% of Americans. So he said this back in June and then again today, saying that 20% of Americans' uranium holdings to Russia, while nine investors in the deal funneled $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. Uh, political political. PolitiFact National rated it mostly false, mainly because there's no evidence of a quid pro quo. As for Trump's current claim, it's overstated. The State Department did approve the Uranium One deal, but it didn't act unilaterally. It was one of nine U.S. government agencies plus independent federal and state nuclear regulators that had to sign off on the deal. And as factcheck.org noted in a related fact check, while any of the nine agencies could have objected to the deal, only President Obama had the power to veto. Even then, the president can only prohibit such transactions only with uh, credible evidence that the foreign interest exercising control might take action that threatens to impair the national security. So, once again... He's totally twisting and uh, inflating and inflaming a situation that's completely not true. The only truth to it is, yes, we gave some uranium to uh, Russia, but part of a normal deal. It wasn't like we Clinton just handed it over. So the reference is to Russia's nuclear power agency buying a controlling interest in a Toronto-based company. That company has mines, mills, and tracts of land in Wyoming, Utah, and other U.S. states equal to about 20% of the U.S. uranium production capacity, not produced uranium. 
Clinton was Secretary of State at the time, but she didn't have, did not have the power to approve or reject a deal. The State Department was only one of nine federal agencies that signed off on the deal, and only Obama had the power to veto it. That's it. It's mostly false. Mostly false. Mostly false. There was a deal. There were nine departments, which Trump doesn't understand because he doesn't understand government. He doesn't understand oversight. He doesn't understand that they there's called things like checks and balances that multiple agencies within the government have to vet this shit before they do it. And it was public. Like, nobody batted an eye. It wasn't big news. He's trying to turn it into some big news, and it's easily falsified. You can you could falsify it. You can easily find the proof on it. That's what that's what's so shocking. It's not shocking if you know Trump. Me. I mean, this is his his uh, mo. He says shit even after it's been proven it? false. Where does he get it? Who knows that's, where he that's gets what it? That's what I. That's well, his brain why, why stopped so, processing information. Where did you get that information? Oh, I can't tell you. That's secret. It's you know, gonna, it's part of my briefing. Here's all I know. It's going to get worse for Trump. And he's either going to have a mental fucking breakdown or he's going to be impeached. Oh, one he or the other. sounded like it. You could you could hear it in his voice. He's he's getting more confused and he's he's raging and rambling and word salading. He's tossing his salad every time he talks. He was always like that to me though. Like I never could understand him. At all, and when I go on Reddit and I look at the Donald uh, subreddit, yeah, I can't understand any of those posts. If you look at the comments of those posts, it's all like there's everybody's in caps and it's bolded, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I try to make sense of it because I yeah. want to understand where they're coming from, and I I just I can't. I don't know what it means. Right. So there's like this. Is it this lingo that we're not picking up on? We're too dumb to figure out what they're really saying. Yeah. But when I hear him talk, it, it like you said, it's it's a toss salad to me. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And his supporters, when I read their posts, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I cannot comprehend him or his supporters. We really need to talk to somebody who still supports Trump. Yeah. I really want to know. Yeah. What what appeals to them? What is it? And how is he going to change their lives? How is he going to make America yeah. better? How is he going to make America great again? How about I want to know. TP. I just want to know. I can ask him. Hey, did you see any movies? <laughs> um, no. I, I'm excited about the new Guardians of the Galaxy. It's got yeah. one of the highest uh, ratings yeah. in a in a preview of any movie of all time. And um, they're coming back uh, in Infinity Wars. In Infinity John. Wars. That's I can't wait for that. That's going to be cool. I've been watching movies. I watch. Uh, I've been watching the Travelers on Netflix. Because yeah, I, need, I needed to divert from Trump for a little bit. <laughs> Have you watched the Travelers? I started to. Yeah, I, I dig it. It's pretty cool. I dig it. I, I, I dig time travel. Yeah. So I'm I'm hooked. It's pretty cool. Um. 
Uh, what else am I watching? I saw John Wick 2. Did you see that yet? I haven't seen that, no. I love the it's first one. It's fucking awesome. I dug the first one. All right. That's a good idea. I'd go see that. It's a good movie, man. It's real. It, the kills in that movie and the fight scenes are fucking, you'll love them. Because they're, they're not well that shaky, shaky camera. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of close-up kind of stuff, but most of the moves are like bone-crushing. He just, this guy can take a fucking beating. The character. Yeah. Not Keanu. Not Keanu. The character, yes. But yes. I mean, I I can't tell if it's a stuntman or not. I mean, he is like in it to win the it. whole time. And uh, it, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It, it opens up with him uh, tracking down his uh, stolen Mustang, that cool Mustang that he had. Yeah. So the whole the the beginning opens up with this chase scene uh, with a motorcycle, and then he ends up getting his Mustang, and there's this huge fucking awesome like indoor chase scene inside of a like a taxi garage and it's just mental. There's this one part where he's like got his door open and somebody smashes into his car and he flies out. Like he falls right on the ground. It's just, it's great. I mean, it's so good. And, um, the story is basically, uh, um, he, I, I don't really understand it. I'm, I'm going to have to see it again, but, there's like a marker. He must have made a deal with somebody, and there's this thing called a marker where when you make a deal, you kind of swear a blood oath to somebody, and I think it was for him to retire, but it means that they can come back with this marker and say, hey, man, you swore a blood oath to me. I want you to come out of retirement and do this one last job, and that's what happens. He's got to come out, and it's not a job he wants to do and he's like fuck you i'm done i'm out and the guy's like hey you can't do that we have rules you remember the hotel and everything well we got rules and the rule makers say you got to come out of retirement or we get to we get to torture ass and uh they fuck with him to the point where he loses his shit and um uh he ends up you know he's got to fulfill the marker and then uh this guy comes after him and he says okay i've had en- enough of you motherfuckers i'm going to come kill all of you and that's where he just goes ape shit i mean he just goes mental and um and there might be a John Wick 3. I mean, I don't want to give anything away because the story's kind of cool. And but the, the well, you ki- gave half of it away. And then you say, I don't want to give anything away. Well You just gave half I mean, of the movie it, it's away. It's not like it, it's not like you're gonna um <laughs> I didn't give half of it not away. Not like I'm gonna not go see it. No, I didn't really give half of it away. Well, you said it's a marker and the hotel and the opening scene, yeah. and then he's got to do this and he doesn't want to do it, and then they aggravate him, and then he goes ballistic. Yeah, but that's just like a, a really tight summary, uh, how it unfolds and and who he has to go after and all that. It's really fucked up, um, but it's the the fucking kills are so good. My wife had to turn away a couple of times. 
because he just he he is like the ultimate killing machine. One of the things that we have in common, John, is we love a quality yeah. kill. I mean, in a he, movie, he goes for the headshot every fucking time. <laughs> and, He'd be good in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and there's there's a really cool scene where like he's figuring out, you know, what guns he needs and where he should put them, and you know, where where you know who's going to chase him where and how he accesses them and how many clips he needs. He really thinks out his plan before he, and Unlike his, Trump. And his exit. Yeah. He thinks out how he's going to get in, how he's going to get out. Like if Trump was John wick, the movie would be over yeah. in five minutes because there's no thought <laughs> and he dead. would just be, they, he'd be killed. He'd be dead. But then he didn't, you know, and then there's this part where he didn't, he didn't calculate that something, you know, some other shit would happen and how he deals with that. And it's fucking just so cool. And there's a scene that reminds me of, uh, um, Conan. I think it's Conan, the destroyer. No, maybe it's not Conan, the destroyer. Yeah. It's Conan, the destroyer. Remember the mirror scene where he's fighting the monster, uh, the snake. Yeah, not the snake. He's fighting and he's trying to kill this uh, this monster, and he uh, he's got to break all these mirrors, like from Bruce Lee. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just like that too. Enter the dragon. There is a scene with the mirrors and and shooting and fighting people. It's pretty cool. It's pretty intense. It was nonstop action, man. I, would I was sweating by the time it was over. Go see that in the theater. And it got a ninety. Um, a ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's one of the appealing things about uh, the first Taken with Liam Neeson. Yeah, it's the the their uh, minor story, and then it gets right into the action. Yeah, and he just goes and kicks everybody's ass. And, and there's something so simple about that, but yet it's so appealing to me. The quality kills and the and just some dude fucking yeah. kicking ass. And he's got a really cool dog in this one, too. Very cool. I will check that no out. No name for the dog. <laughs> What's your dog's name? I mean, doesn't have one. And again, another movie where he hardly says 30 words in the whole movie. Well, that's the best. Clint Eastwood made a career out yeah. of that. Fantastic, John. Excellent recommendation. Yeah. And I forgot about that movie, so I need to get that on the on the calendar, on the schedule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The schedule. The schedule, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely have to see that. All right, what else, John? What else have we got? Are we done with Trump? This week, yeah. I yeah, think this so. week. I think so. Well, and if we keep looking at Google, something's going mean, to pop it, up. Yeah, it does. It, re- it literally does. You refresh it, and I'll say, whoa. Some other bullshit happens. Unfucking believable. Unbelievable. Washington Post came out and they said, hey, admit it, Trump is unfit to serve. It's about time. Yeah. Holy shit. No doubt. Hold on. Did I have anything else? Did I have anything? I don't know. Oh, I have a couple of things. Uh, so oh, Pat you... Robertson. Right, right. And I have... Um... Oh my, my! What happened to my tab? My tab. Go ahead. You can play your Pat. 
Robertson. Pat Robertson. You know, uh, let me see if I can find it. I saved it here in my saved videos. Let's see here. Watch later. I dig YouTube in my watch later. I'll have to check that feature out. Here we go. Okay. What's he going to talk about? Oh, he's going to talk about uh, thinks you're defying God if you question Trump. Oh, wow. So Trump is God? The press is against him. So, you know, you read the Bible. and uh, I don't read the Bible. Point in there where uh, God told Jeremiah, He said, Tell them to take the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, and they didn't want to do it. And you read the Psalms, I mean, the second Psalm, which says, You know, wasn't the Nebuchadnezzar a ship in, uh, in uh, the Trek. Matrix that, Matrix? Uh, that yeah, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne flew around in? I think so. Yeah. And you read the Psalms, I mean, the second Psalm, which says, You know, why do the nations rage? And uh, imagine a vain thing, and they, they revolt against the Lord and His anointed. I, I think somehow there's a, the Lord's plan is being put in place for America. And these people are not only revolting against Trump, they're revolting against what God's plan is for America. These other people have been trying to destroy America. These left-wingers and so-called progressives are trying to destroy the country that we love and take away the freedoms they love. They want collectivism, they want socialism. And what we're looking at is free markets and uh, a freedom uh, from this terrible overarching bureaucracy. And they want to fight as much as they can. But I think the good news is, the, the Bible says, he that sits in the heavens will laugh them to scorn. And I think that Trump's got something on his side that is uh, uh, a lot more powerful than the media. Yeah. So how does a guy like Pat Robertson watch a press conference with Donald Trump today and get excited about that? I mean, what is there to get excited about? He's completely incoherent. He's rambling. Uh, he jumps from one topic to the other. He's insulting. There's no diplomacy. Whatever the opposite of diplomacy is, that's what he is. Should we just call that an asshole? I don't yeah. know. How does a guy like Pat Robertson relate to Donald Trump? But again, again, I, and I talked about this last week. I think that everybody thinks like me, and that's not the case. And if you, if you are Pat Robertson, you believe in talking snakes, you believe in a virgin birth, yeah. you believe in all this nonsense. So what's some more nonsense to believe in? Like even what he's talking about, it's God's will. Well, if it's God's will, then, you know, the press will be, um, they'll just start well, on fire one day. He, he was quoting Psalms 2, which was, uh, uh, what is it? Um, I want to say it right because I don't want to just. You're familiar with Psalms 2? And it's Psalms. John. Psalms. Psalms. Is it like two, two, two? Psalms. 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 So he was quoting uh, Psalms two, two. 
Uh, the kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointing. Anoint, anointing. Anoint. Yeah. Anointed, anointed. Or the anointed one, meaning Trump. He's the anointed one. So he's he's not Jesus. No. But he's almost like Jesus. So they plot against the Lord and against the anointed one, anointed one, which is the media and the left left wingers. Left wingers. But They're David trying Brooks, to destroy David this Brooks, country. He comes out and talks about uh, the seventy third Psalm, which says, "I envied uh, the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked." They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from common human burdens. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes inequity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice, with arrogance. They threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go amassing wealth. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, apparently, people have a different take on psalms, uh, meaning that the wicked are, you know, a rich asshole like this that... uh, uh, you know, they, they talk shit and they claim that they're going to go to heaven, uh, but they possess everything. Guys like Pat Robertson. Hey, I'm going to heaven. Just listen to me. Cause I'm the, I'm, I'm an authority on this. Yes. He knows. Yeah. I tell you what. It says here, this is from the King James Bible, which I have always loved for its poetry, metaphor, allegory, wisdom, and history. I know it seems to blame wealth, but it is really blaming amassing of wealth at all costs, i.e., it is the love of money and not money or wealth itself that is con- condemned. Uh, Geo Lakoff probably explains the Trump cruise phenomena better, but Psalm 73 seems pretty. Per- uh, perspic- Spit it out, man. Pers- per- Persnickety. Picacious. Persicacious. Love being able to use that word. Not, not me, because I can't say it. I think their mouths and their tongues verse also applies to crews. That's, that's <clears throat> just uh, that's fascinating. And I, I want Pat to be around for a while so we can... Keep checking in with him. But, well, it's funny how they, you know, everybody has their own take on what psalms or what the Bible is really saying. Right. Who, it, who it's it's pointing to. Well, that's why we have 2,000 different denominations yeah, of Christianity. Exactly. Um, now, John, I found, I don't know if you know this, but do you remember the name Jim Baker? Jim yeah. Baker. Jim and Tammy Faye? Yeah. So these were one of the first televangelists. This has got to be in the 80s, right? It has yeah. to be. Because um, my I still live with my mother then. And so it had to be like 80, 1980 or 81. 
and Jim and Tammy Faye would show up at Christmas, and my mother would put the Christmas card on the fridge because she was giving money to Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Now, my mother and I didn't spend a lot of time together. We didn't watch a lot of TV. She worked four to midnight. I went to school, and we never, we rarely saw each other. But I saw these things start to show up, uh, and I got concerned. Hey, Mom, what are you doing? What are, why are we get a Christmas card from Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? <laughs> well, I, I give them money. I support their cause. Really? Oh, well, that's, you shouldn't do that. Don't do that. But she kept doing it. And then there's this whole big scandal. He yeah. started the PTL, was that it? And it was this it, first televangelist, and then he created a theme park, and he got all these investors, and he, he skimmed all that money. Yeah. And I don't know if the park ever got created, but, oh, and he also slept with, um, what was her name? She wasn't a playboy. She wasn't a playmate, but after he slept with her, she became a playmate. What the hell was her name? While he was married to Tammy Faye. Yeah. Um, and that was the, really the, the biggest scandal that I remember. Like this PTL stuff, and he went to jail for that shit. He was in jail. He was sentenced for like 40 years, and he only served six or three years, whatever. What was that woman's name that he slept with? She was on Howard Stern all the time. My memory oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is horrible. Um, anyway, he's gotten out of prison. Did you know that, John? Yeah, I saw like a weird picture of him. He's got a beard and shit. And he's bald. Yeah. He kind of looks like uh, yeah. the Weeders if they were to get older. <laughs> uh, and he has a TV show now. Now, the TV. Oh, was it Jessica Hahn? Jessica, Jessica Hahn. Hahn. Yes, Jessica Hahn. Now, the TV show that I saw, he had a he was wearing a um, Make America Great Again baseball cap. Was he? Yeah, but I can't find oh, that. Oh, man. And I forgot to save the link. But here we're going to hear from Jim Baker, who spent time in prison and blamed fucking Jessica Hahn on Satan. Not him. He didn't have anything to do with it. It was Satan overtook him uh, because he's a target because he's spreading God's word. Here is Jim Baker talking about critics. What a fucking piece of shit. Critics of Trump. So... It's isn't that what uh, Pat Robertson just talked about? Yeah. Critics of Trump. So I don't know. Maybe they meet every week, Jim Baker and Pat Robertson, and and decide what they're going to preach about. <laughs> but here he is. I don't know. I haven't listened to this. I don't know how long it is, but it should be entertaining. Here we go. I watch a lot of news because I'm trying to find out what's going on. Have you ever looked into the eyes? of some of these people, even the Republicans that are so mean right now. Did you ever see so many mean Republicans? There, I mean, there really is. Don't, don't forgive, I mean, forgive me, but I'm telling you, there's some people that I'm concerned that are demon-possessed. I mean, they're just going crazy. Yes. And they, they look, yes. their eyes look. When he's talking about Republicans, is he talking about Donald Trump? Because, yeah, he is fucking crazy. No, and he's, he's, he's going crazy, but he's not talking about Trump. He says uh, the Trump election is the greatest miracle I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, let's go on. Like demons coming yes. out of them. Satan yes. won the war. I, I'm Satan not scared, won but I, World War III. I think we're in the war. I think yes. we're in the 
the the the great battle. It's the of end of times, the, the, John. The yeah. the Antichrist. It, it, it always the spirit is. Every year, of Antichrist. Who's the and Antichrist? You, there's a there's Trump. a warfare in the heavens. No, 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 no. no. Yes. Uh, us. And, and us. I'll tell you what. Are we the, the Antichrist? Church, Man, we used to sing church triumphant, you know, onward Christ soldiers. And I'll tell you, I have never seen the church step up like this so dramatically mm -hmm. that it's literally turning a nation mm -hmm. around. Yeah, it's turning the nation around. Yeah. The church is turning the nation around. And if anybody knows what it looks like to be demon-possessed, it would be Jim Baker, right? Yeah. Because he was demon-possessed yeah. when he was fucking Jessica Hahn. Who was 16 at the time, or something like that? I mean, what a what a dirtbag! And that he can go back on and maintain an audience, and who knows if there are people that used to watch him. I'll have to ask my mom if she still watches him, uh, or there are people that had never known. Like there are people that uh, came into uh, Christianity in the 90s, so they never knew Jim Baker's history about fleecing people out of money and and sleeping with Jessica Hahn when he was married to Tammy Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye, uh, I, I did look at this. She did pass away. Did you know that, John? Yeah. Yeah, she died. But Jim Baker has a new wife who looks kind of like Tammy Faye, which is kind of <laughs> creepy. And that he would even be able to get married again is, is creepy to me. But, um, and, uh, yeah, that's a different story. But, uh, yes. So yeah, we need she, to, well, she was 21 actually. Oh, she's she 21, was 21 year old church secretary. She was drugged and raped by Baker and another preacher, John Wesley Fletch, Fletcher for about 15 minutes in his book. I was wrong. Baker disputed Hans account claiming that he was set up and the sex was consensual. He was set up. So, he somebody gave him drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when he you lawyer up, him, you come with all uh, you come up with all sorts of excuses, yeah. right? Yeah. What a uh, all right. So uh, before Phil gets here, just a couple more things. Um, uh, so lunch, right? We're gonna do lunch Some Saturday. Housekeeping. Yeah. You think you're gonna be available for that? I I think so. I gotta. Check with the wife. I haven't even talked to the wife today. I talked to the wife. We're talking about like a one o'clock thing. Yeah. One o'clock. And when we're at, uh, I, I liked your suggestion. At, yeah. Harry carries. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll talk if you're not there. I hope you're there. But if you're not there, I'll talk to, uh, Dan about coming on the show. He's never been on the yeah. show. Has he? he? No. Yeah. Mr. Schmuel wants I caramba, but that's because he's cheap. <laughs> is that why? Probably. <laughs> I Icarumba's nice. It's nice. Yeah. But, but it's no HCs. No. Yeah. They don't have quality liquor. No, they got shit wine. Yeah. Uh, but they do have, he likes the um, margaritas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like margaritas. Yeah, that's tequila. Who likes margarita? margaritas? You could get a margarita. It's a full bar over yeah, at Yeah, full bar. Big baby. Oh, big baby. Dummy. Let's big baby. Icarumba. Icarumba. Remember when we went over there and he had to walk around because they said there was free food? Yes. <laughs> he went and he just disappeared into the back of the building. Yes, yeah, so we, we ended up going to the sushi Chacau. place. Chacau. Chacau. All right. Now, last podcast before Phil comes. One more thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I read a story about that, uh, not a story, but I read an article that Benjamin Franklin wrote about pussy, uh, yeah, saying yeah. that he set precedence yeah. to, for politicians to talk right. about pussy. Now, he was never a politician, but he was one of the, is he Found- considered one of the founding fathers, uh, right? Kind of. He's a scientist, inventor, yeah. journalist. He uh, pals with everybody. Yeah, and he was an ambassador. Yeah. So um, he was the one who set the groundwork, but he did it much more eloquently yeah. than Trump and not as offensive. Right, right. Like he talked about... Um, he didn't say pussy. He didn't say pussy. He didn't even... Yeah. No. That He didn't even say vagina, but you knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, after I didn't know this when I was reading it, but when I was listening to it, uh, he says that... He could talk about eating ice cream, and he it would sound like he's talking about pussy. Right. Right? But when I heard what... Licking, sucking yeah. ice cream. When I heard... And it's the same when it's 50 versus when it's... How old? What? 18. 18. Whatever. But when I heard, uh, when I listened to what I was saying, um, one of the things that, the ideas that he presented, he he talked about putting a basket over the women, a basket that would cover them up except for their, you know. (laughs) Their JJ. So he was, he, uh, we could give him credit for uh, what do they call it? The a, double bagging, a, a, or a bagging, and a yeah. double bagging. Yeah. In case one comes off, that's so mean, isn't man. it? You're terrible. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, dude. He was the one who suggested it. I'm just saying that ideas are built upon, right? <laughs> so all I'm saying is the original idea for a double bagging for a was this face, right? article of with, that he wrote that you just put a he basket was, over. So he's talking about the first butterface. Basically. She's got a great body, but her face. <laughs> All right. So I taught. That's I, just so mean. I, there was another article that you. I was aware What's of. What's wrong with you? But I didn't have last podcast. But I, I, I promised that I would bring it for this podcast. And it's called Fart Proudly. <laughs> All right. So I know we don't have a lot of time. So I'll just get into the context of Fart Proudly. And then maybe next time. Uh, we could actually read what he wrote. But, hey, yes. Science quote from Scott. In our urethras, we have a little teeny tiny vagina. That's true, John. <laughs> that, is not an al- that is not an alternative fact. No, it is not an alternative fact. <laughs> fat proud. Uh, I'm sorry, fat. Fart proudly, also called the letter to the Royal Academy, is a popular name of a notorious essay about flatulence written by Benjamin Franklin. Um, it was composed in response to a call for scientific papers from the Royal Academy of Brussels. Franklin believed that the various academic societies in Europe were increasingly pretentious and concerned with the impractical, revealing this bawdy, scurrious side. Franklin responded with an essay suggesting that research and practical reasoning by undertaking into methods of improving the odor of human flatulence. <laughs> the essay was never submitted, but has uh, was sent as personal letters to a bunch of people. Uh, the text of the essay introduction reads in part. So we'll read the introduction. I have perused your late mathematical prize question proposed in lieu of the 
one natural philosophy for the ensuing year. Permit me then humbly to propose one that sort of that sort for your consideration and through you, if you approve it, for the serious inquiry of learned physicians, chemists, and in the enlightened age. It is universally well known that in digesting our common food, there is created or produced in the bowels of human creatures a great quantity of wind. That the permitting this air to escape and mix with the atmosphere is usually offensive to the company from the fetid smell that accompanies it. (laughs) That all well-bred people, therefore, to avoid giving such offense, forcibly restrain the efforts of nature to discharge that wind. Do I need to translate for you, John? Yeah. He's saying that we all eat, it all creates gas, and this gas is putrid. It doesn't smell nice. So a lot of people uh, try to hold Hold this in, in. go against nature to release the wind. They try to go against nature. Yeah. The essay goes on to discuss the way different foods affect the odor of flatulence and to propose... Scientific testing of farting. Franklin also suggests that scientists work to develop a drug, wholesome and not disagreeable, which can be mixed with common food or sauces, with the effect of rendering flatulence not only inoffensive, but agreeable as perfumes. Oh, my God. The essay ends with a pun saying that compared to the practical applications of this discussion... Other sciences I love the floral notes. are scarcely worth a fart thing. I don't get the pun. Somebody has to explain that to me. All right, so maybe we'll read the essay in its entirety next show. But uh, I made a promise, so I had to. I had to deliver. You know what I'm saying? There, yeah, John? yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like lavender. It smells like lavender. Oh, shit. Phil's been out there for a while. He's fucking at it, man. Well, hopefully he Better can get be through quick, this quick. It's yeah, I mean, it's so midnight. late. God damn hell? it, man. I got to work tomorrow. I do, too, but I get to work from home. Are you going to go get yeah, it Yeah, let me what? get the door, dude. Go. I think Phil knows we're short on time as well. I mean, he just blew right by me. I mean, I didn't even open the door and we could already hear his footsteps. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, John. I'm Phil with Craig Edwin Cove. Award winning. That's right, John. Phil McCracken Whitcomb. First story tonight. Bank that was fine more than. $630 million for failing to prevent $10 billion of Russian money laundering also continues to lend money to Trump despite his having defaulted on previous loans. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing to see here, comrade. Move Nothing. along. Next story, John. A wealthy sleazeball selling a Major League Baseball team to a relative of another wealthy sleazeball in exchange for the title of U.S. Ambassador to France. How about that, John? Marlins owner Jeffrey Loria reported in line to be Trump's ambassador to France. Polarizing Marlins owner <laughs> Jeffrey Loria is reportedly in talks 
to sell the team. And it appears the buyer has a relation to President Donald Trump. Reports last week indicated that Joshua Kushner, brother of Ivanka Trump's husband, is the Uh prospective buyer. What might Mr. Loyera do once he is no longer involved with Major League Baseball? Well, check this out, John. This is from a New York Post article on ambassadors. The President Trump's chief of staff, Reince Priebus. So far, Priebus has pushed and won sign-offs for Miami Marlins owner Jeff Loria to head to France, GOP activist Georgette Moschenbacher to Luxembourg, and financier Lou Eisenberg to Italy, and hedge fund Duke Buchan to Spain. (laughs) Next, United States Ambassador to France, Jeffrey Loria. He's already been given the thumbs up by the POTUS. Well, you know what that means, John? It's pay to play, baby. Pay to play. Next story, John. Seema Verma, John. Seema Verma, which sounds like a forgotten Tolkien character, but is really a healthcare lobbyist, is Trump's pick to oversee (laughs) Medicare and Medicaid, both of which she has said fosters dependency. I can see that going well. Next story, John. Say hello to federal prisoner 38379583, Michael Flynn, who lied to the FBI during an interview about his substance of his calls to Russia. Oops, that must be a typo. Although lying to the FBI is a felony, the FBI says that they will not pursue Flynn over perjury, which can only mean one thing, John. What's that? Someone is going to charge Flynn with treason. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Treason's I'm sorry I'm a journalist, but I'm giving out opinions. I don't do that often, John. I don't give out editorials often. Treason's greetings. But that's what it means to be. Next story, John. Key Trump aide Stephen Miller follows David Duke on Twitter. Bonus. He likes Duke's tweets. Double bonus. He liked one on Tuesday. (laughs) Stephen Miller joined uh, Trump's campaign in January 2016, but did not gain worldwide attention until last week, as it became clear that this super conservative 31-year-old misanthrope, now a senior advisor to Trump, a senior advisor, let that sink in, John, is drafting executive orders like the Muslim ban, and he appeared on the Sunday talk shows this past weekend pushing the ridiculous lie that millions of immigrants illegally voted in the election, earning a Trump tweet for a great job. Miller has a little notice Twitter account. In May 2016, Miller opened Stephen Miller AL. AL for Alabama job. <laughs> Thanks. Until his, <laughs> until his past weekend, Miller had only 14 tweets. The last one being on July 31st tweet lampooning Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The tweet disappeared on Monday when Trudeau visited the United States. So although Miller hasn't tweeted in over six months, he hasn't abandoned his account. In late December, Miller only had 34 followers on Twitter. As of February 15th, he's gone up to 213 followers. As some people stumble across his account. In the past few days, he's deleted four of his original 14 tweets, including the Trudeau tweet, (laughs) and stopped following 20 accounts. If you're going to clean up some of your problematic follows, one would think you would stop following David Duke. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Trump aides Stephen Miller follows white supremacist David Duke and still follows him. Indeed, in the last day, he just liked in in the last day, John. <laughs> he just liked the David Duke tweet referencing the Pizzagate whack job theory about the Clinton linked oh, child sex God. trafficking ring. Recently reporting on Miller's past makes it clear that he grew up to hold anti-immigrant nationalist views. Openly following David Duke on Twitter, and Duke professes to liking Miller, only makes it even more clear that Miller holds anti-immigrant white nationalist views despite being raised Jewish himself. And he said Trump's authority will not be questioned. And this is one of the main people influencing Trump. Let that sink in. Let that sink in, folks. Next story, John. I don't know if you know this, John, but there is a Democratic Tea Party forming. Democratic Democratic Tea Party is forming. Now we can look forward to correctly spelled signs. People who weigh less than 400 pounds and supporters who have to take time off from actual jobs. Democratics? Not not alternative jobs. Next story, John. What about the... The Democratics? The Democratics? The Democratics? That's a different party altogether, John. The GOP finally comes up with the idea to pay for their Obamacare repeal. Tax Tim teacher. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Phil, you interrupted me. <laughs> Phil from the past. GOP finally comes up with an idea to pay for their Obamacare repeal. <laughs> Tax everyone's employer-based health care insurance as regular income. Let me repeat that. A wickamickle. <laughs> That's not what I said. Tax everyone's employer-based health insurance as regular income. Ah. That's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. And it only took them six years to come up with that idea. (laughs) Next story, John. Next and last story, oh, John. Next oh, and last story, John. A Salisbury man has been killed after a woman allegedly, allegedly ran over him with a car. Oh, I that, that is was not a, the last story, story, John. Okay. No, this is the. Bye, man. That is an alternative last story. <laughs> it's alternative fact. This is the real last story, not the fake news. Florida man <laughs> arrested for DUI and I seventy five. Minutes later, Florida man's sister arrives to make it a twofer. A 41-year-old Florida woman defending her younger brother during a DUI arrest <laughs> also was charged with drunk and driving. According to the incident report, the trooper smelled alcohol on 31-year-old Joshua Moncada and arrested him. Minutes later, Arcelia Moncada arrived in her vehicle and argued with her trooper over the brother's arrest. Another trooper was called to the scene, found her to be impaired, and arrested her as well. She escaped from the patrol car but was later captured. They both faced the UR charges. Records didn't say whether they have lawyers. My guess is no. I made a mistake, John. Next and last story. Next the story. Yes. North Korea, John. North Korea's in the news. North Korea's stepping up security after their first bank robbery. In other news, someone actually had the balls to rob a bank in North Korea. And that's the news, John. Bank lobbly. I'm Phil McCracken Wickham with Total Talk Content. All right, I've got to run. It's late. I got stuff to do. Later. All right, he's in. That's he's it. out. He's in, he's out. He's done. All right, John, he's you know a what professional. that means? You know what that means? What does that mean? 
Do we have anything else to talk about? No. No. I think we're done. I'm done. I'm exhausted. That's it for this week, Scott. You know that? This is yes. 315, right? 315, John. 315. I couldn't get it out when we first started the show. I couldn't spit it out. But now I'm we're 315 well coming to an interwebs yeah. near you. Yeah. So soon. Stay tuned for 316 coming next week, John. Next week. Are you making a prediction? commitment here? Making Not a, a prediction, prediction, a commitment. commitment. I, mean, I commit every week, man. It's you that's always like, oh, oh it's no, me. Oh, you're so full of shit, dude. <laughs> you're so every day, not every day. I'm lying, <laughs> but I text you all the time. Come on, man. No, I can't. I can't. No. Uh, hey, I've hey. been working twelve-hour days, man. I work those sometimes. Yeah, sure. I work two ten-hour days this week. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh. How about that? What time do you start, though? Uh, six six a.m. Yeah, see, yeah. And you're at home. Well, I'm at home, and then I commute, and then yeah. I commute, and then I come back home. But tomorrow I get to work from home all day, John. Nice. Right. I'm on. off on Monday. You're off. President's Prize Day. Oh, that's out of yeah. sight. I should take yeah. Monday off. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I am. It's President's Day. Yeah, I gotta go, man. I'm out of here. I'm, you know, President Trump. I gotta support my gotta president. Support the president. All right, well, that's it for this week, Scott. Uh, Total Talk Nonsense comes to a close. Three fifteen in the can. So uh, I think that's it. So say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott on Total Talk Nonsense.